Hey there, welcome to Bandit's Keep. Uh, I got a ton of calls coming in, and I want to answer those, I guess, next episode. But I had recorded an actual play with my friends. We did some uh, OD&D with Chainmail, and just recorded the audio, do something a little different, and I decided to put it up here. This is an actual, actual play. That is, no music added, no special narration, no cutting out when I say silly things, which I'm sure I do. In fact, I know that I do. Um, You can call me out on that. (laughs) And uh, yeah, this is the whole thing. It's a little over two hours, and uh, we are running a very simple adventure. And uh, yeah, enjoy. It says recording in progress. All right. So... We're uh, running ODD with Chainmail. Although, as it turns out, I was just realizing this is actually more almost a 100% Chainmail because nobody's a magic user, so which is the most ODD-ish part of it. Uh, this is an adventure I picked up a while back from the one-page dungeon contest. It is called uh, Lair of the Boneless Ones by Eliso Pozar. So we'll see how this plays out. It should be a fun little adventure. Essentially, your heroes, or your heroes, how you want to take it, <laughs> uh, have been uh, requested or asked to head to this uh, town kind of in the outskirts uh, of the kingdom. It had been a very productive town, uh, producing uh, lots and lots of wheat, uh, good uh, good trade, obviously food, but also good trade. And um, for the last month or so, uh, people have been coming back to the the capital city and complaining that uh, farmers have been going missing and, and you know, uh, various people are gone missing, but, you know, there was still plenty of wheat coming in, so the king didn't really care. Um, then all of a sudden the wheat uh, shipments, you know, were started coming less and less, and uh, there was complaints there weren't enough people to work the fields. So, you know, being a, a good and wise king, he sent uh, a group of uh, soldiers out there to investigate uh, a week's gone by. It's only about a two-day travel, but a week's gone by and there's no word from them. So uh, the uh, the visitor to the to the king, who uh, you know, he he sometimes likes to get things done a little unofficially, uh, has uh, put out word that there a sack of gold uh, and possibly more uh, could be given to uh, someone who can go out there and figure out this problem is. So you all, you know, being short on funds and high on muscle, have uh, <laughs> headed out to the small town, um, to which, uh, after spending some time in the tavern talking, uh, you find that uh, about six months ago, uh, a large crack opened up in the, uh, in the eastern hills, and people started to believe that some ancient god was speaking to them. And they started going out there and leaving sacrifices. At first, it was like just little like flowers or little objects. Then they were leaving uh, livestock and then eventually uh, wheat. <laughs> um, and sometimes they went to leave these sacrifices and didn't come back. So um, you've got like rough directions as to where you need to go. Um, and uh, yeah, so before you start heading out to investigate this, uh, the hole of salvation, they call it or Salvation Hole. They haven't decided which one sounds better for the brochure. Um, let's uh, let's have you guys enjoy your characters and uh, tell us uh, who you are and what maybe uh, has led you to this point in your life where you're crawling into holes uh, seeking salvation. Um, 
go ahead, uh, uh, Crystal, tell us about your character. I am playing Elizabeth. Uh, she spells her name with two L's because she's twice as good as any man. And, uh, you know, when she heard that an army of men had been sent out, you know, she's like, well, that was your first problem. You never send the man to do a woman's job. And uh, so now uh, she's geared up, uh, ready to go, um, uh, ready to figure out what's going on here and uh, show all these uh, all these men up and and uh, then come back for her large sack of gold. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, Nikki, tell us about your character. I am playing Patrocles. He is a Myrmidon. No, he's a champion. Um, and he is going to um, try to prove to Elizabeth that he can be just as good, if not better, than she can. So he's, he's here to kind of prove to, to her that he's worthy of her respect as a man and all that. So that's gonna be Patrick Cleese. Nice. Okay, so yeah, you like as I as I mentioned, you guys are in this town. It's pretty small. There there is a um, uh, one of the local farmers uh, that has gone missing. They've kind of directed you to to that uh, farmhouse that you can crash in or whatever while you're staying here in this general area. It's about because uh, you arrived, let's say, at the end of the day. Um, it's about a uh, maybe a, only about a maybe a thirty minute walk to where you got to go. Uh, though it is getting dark, it depends on if you want to go at night or not. Um, there is what kind of serves as an inn, more like a gathering hall in the small, it's a very pretty small town. Uh, people are there uh, drinking, um, kind of whispering uh, to themselves uh, and uh, they don't seem particularly friendly. Uh, not that they're uh, giving you, you know, uh, looks of uh, disapproval or anything, but they're just not like, you've been to places before that have been like, Heroes, uh, you know, and this is not happening there. People are very kind of uh, toned down in, in this uh, this gathering hall. Did you want to engage with them at all, or you just want to head out to the spot? These people don't seem very fun, Elizabeth. Yeah, I mean, this isn't the welcome that I was expecting. Uh, usually, I have an L in my hand by now. Yes, yes, you are. You could hold your liquor as well as anyone. Twice as good as any man. Yes. Yes, so you keep saying, yes. Uh, well, shall we on then, or shall we try to cheer up these dour fellows? I say we try to cheer them up. Yeah, you, uh, even though you're a man, you know how to party pretty well. So I, I, think, that, I think that we can bring some joy to this place. Enjoy it is then. And okay, uh, yeah, see. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, you you see. I mean, so this place is basically some very basic tables, um, you know, set up in kind of again, like kind of almost like a large building. There's not a whole lot. This is just one big room. Um, you do see there is like a, a, a what would be considered a bar. You might think set up at one end, um, where there are casks of various types of ale or drinks, and there is a a woman there serving. But it, by no means is this like a tavern. It's more kind of just like a, like you don't see anybody exchanging coin or anything. People are just walking up and the, handing their cup to the, to the, to the serving uh, woman and she's just filling them.
Elizabeth will walk up to her. She she uh, puts her arms on the counter and sort of flexes her her muscles with her fourteen strength, and uh, she'll say, "Yes, I'll take an L. In fact, I'll take two. What say anyone in this tavern? Who's brave enough to take me on and drink?" Uh, okay. Yeah. So she she um, so first she she looks at you and she looks at your, your rippling muscles and uh, your request for two drinks um, and she kind of has a very kind of flat expressionless face um, and she says, uh, uh, "Do you, you bring a mug?" Huh. this is bring your own mug. Well, we have little here to uh in this town so we we do with what we can i i could see if someone would offer their cup to you uh there's only so much in life that we can have right there, there'll be better things in, in the afterlife uh, uh so you know as you're having this conversation you actually hear uh some footsteps and and kind of a short heavy set uh older gentleman comes up and he says uh there is nothing better in life than to drink. I will drink with you. I am Samuel. Greetings, Samuel. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Greetings, Samuel. Unfortunately, it appears you uh, have to have your own mug here. My companion. Oh, yes. Know that. Ah, yes, yes. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Uh, and he kind of uh, walks back over to see where he was sitting. Um, and he, you see him open up like kind of a large backpack. You can see all kinds of stuff attached to it or whatever. You've seen this kind of thing before. He's probably some kind of traveling merchant. Um, you know, he's got like a fishing pole coming off and he's got you can think he's pots of pangs, bang and stuff. He starts digging through it. He, he pulls out two wooden cups um, and he he'll kind of holds them up, looks at him. Uh, these should do. Uh, and, he, and he kind of comes forward with them. He says, well, uh, uh, I mean, uh, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, it'd be rude, Elizabeth, to not take the man's cups now. Of course, yes. Thank you. Uh, of course, of course. Uh, you, you, you are welcome to them. Uh, you know, I, I will need to sell them at some point to someone. So if you could try not to, to make them look too used. I mean, I... I'm not, I'm not saying that you should buy them, but, uh, you know, if you, you want to just borrow them, because of course, uh, I would be willing to let you borrow them. Just, you know, try not to get too, too many stains or anything. Mm. Borrow them. All right. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, how about I drink you for it? Oh. Let me tell you something, young lady. I am quite the drinker. Oh, I can tell. But uh, I'm twice as good as any man at anything. So I'm fairly sure I can, I can, uh, I can drink you under the table. Oh. And what of you? He kind of looks at uh, please. I can drink as well, but probably not, not as well as you, sir. Elizabeth here, though, mm -hmm. she has proven her mettle. 
I see no place for her to store it. I have this, and he kind of shakes his big belly. Well, I have these, and she flexes her arms. Hmm. So be it. And uh, he hands you the cups. Uh, you know, he's kind of like, and he holds on to them for just a little bit longer than, you know, he needs to when you take them from. I have no fear. And, we uh, shall return them unharmed, sir. Oh, of course, of course. Uh, you know, it's only uh, hospitable for, for one to loan cups in, in such a situation. Uh, it's just that, you know, I, this is how I, I may iron my meager living, uh, you know, uh, as a, selling these cups and stuff. Sorry. Then he gets his filled up as well and goes back to the table. So how, how shall we do this? Are we, uh, are we doing speed or quantity? Uh, I'll let you choose. How would you like to do this? Speed. Speed it is. Okay, so uh, we'll need a fair uh, judge to tell us when to go. Uh, young man, could you handle that for us? I certainly can, yes. All right, all right, all right. All right. Now, uh, we will drink all of the wine or ale, as it would be, in the cup, and then put the cup down. That seems okay. fair? Seems fair. All yes. right. All right, he looks over at uh, Petrocles. <laughs> Petrocles says, on your mark, get set, drink. All right, so... <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll say. So go ahead and roll uh, 3d6 under your con. Uh, under my con. Yeah, we'll do it that way. And then how much you beat it by will be. I first I had to roll his con. Oh, he's got a 10 con. That's average. Okay. I do as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So you want to be under and also be the lowest under if they want you global under. So we're going to roll in. He got an eight, so he's two under. Oh, he won. <laughs> I got an 11. Ah, all right. So I realized uh, <laughs> that uh, this was a kind of one-sided bet here. <laughs> what is it that I won? Uh, well, you, uh, you drink faster than I thought you would. <laughs> uh -huh. I expected you to drink much. I didn't expect you to drink so fast. Uh. Yes, well, I'm from a big family, and uh, if you didn't get your hand in the pot first, uh, you did not get fed. And clearly, I've been fed. And he laughs. How about this? Uh, since I am the winner, uh, you will get the next round. And he kind of pushes the cups towards you. Yes, that sounds uh, fair, she says, as she touches her empty coin pocket. <laughs> Well, they didn't charge you for the drinks, as far as you know. They just, they just killed them. Well, That's it. let's get the next round. <laughs> Neither one of us have any money, I don't think. <laughs> Elizabeth will Elizabeth will uh, take their mugs up there, and get it, and get a new fill. Okay, yeah. The the the, the serving uh, woman takes it and she fills them up. And she says, uh, 
ah, you should probably learn to savor things in life and not consume so quickly. True ah. salvation comes from knowing our place in life and death. This is true. This is true. But death hasn't taken me yet. So might as well live to the fullest of my ability. True salvation, Those... eh? Eh. Oh. Yes. Well, life is a wretched thing to live. We can only wait for the afterlife or some kind of awakening within our mortal souls to know what we were truly put here for. Certainly not to collect wheat for the, the rich city folks. Interesting. So, so who do you collect wheat for then? Oh, well, we collected for the rich city folks, but clearly that's not why we were put here on earth. That's just what we're doing now because, uh, well, you know, that's, you know, you got yourself a past time. So do you feel the city folk are, are derailing your destiny? Yes. So is death the only way to find out your purpose? No, 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 of course not. There are, are those among us who are finding salvation through the, the spirits that, that live in the hills. They have brought much knowledge and peace to the land, told us things that we never knew. I used to believe that it was enough to shuck the wheat and serve the drinks. Now I know that there's more. You do? They've told you there's more? Yes. To sit amongst the jewels and gems that litter the ground in the world beneath us. And is that in the afterlife? No, no. I'm probably going to go there when I get off work. See. And uh, where is this? Uh, where are these uh, these uh, spirits, these wise spirits that you speak of? Oh, they dwell in the eastern hills. But really, they dwell everywhere. That is just the closest connection to them, probably because of the, the, uh, they call them ley lines. Ley lines. Yes. Hmm. Well, that's what the man with the long beard and pointed hat called them when he came here about uh, six or seven months ago. Oh, you've had a visit from a wizard. Wizard. No, uh, no, he was, he said that he was a, uh, 
he was researching. He was a, a, a teacher, that's a, one who studies the past. I look at Elizabeth and I say, wizard historian. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, that sounds like something a wizard would say. Yeah. <laughs> we should just explore these spirits. Perhaps, perhaps we can find enlightenment as well and gems. Perhaps we can. Oh, yes. Yes, you could find enlightenment. Is that what you'd like? I can help you. The, the spirits tell us that when we bring others to see them, we get priority seating in the afterlife. Oh, like it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a pyramid scheme, but it's not really a scheme though, because it's true. It works. Of course, yes. yes. Get to fly first class to the afterlife. That's right. Like a multi-level marketing type thing. All right, I get right, it. right. That's what they. <laughs> Well, certainly we want to help. If you could lead us to where they are. I could do that. Uh, remember that, uh, let me give you my, uh, my vendor. I'll give you the number before we get there. So you can, you know, when you check in, you can, they know that you came from. Oh yes, uh, yes. Give us your referral information. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes, here, here, here it is. Your employee here. ID. Right, right. Yeah, so she jots down uh, her name, Belinda. Belinda. Uh, yep. Uh, I make sure I give oh, Samuel oh, his cup back, by the way. Yeah, she, she jots down her name and Belinda, and then when she goes in, she pulls it back, and then she like she quickly draws like an underscore after. Uh, Belinda with the line. Not just Belinda, because that's somebody else. Belinda with a, with a line. Got it. The, right underneath the, the, yeah, like after just the board. I'm sure the spirits are wise enough to figure it out. Oh, yeah, they will definitely know. My base is growing and my multi-level base. <laughs> Do you get more lines for every, uh, for every person that you, that you uh, introduce the spirits? Yes. Sounds like a fair deal. So you get something mm -hmm. in the in the present life and in the afterlife. Right, but primarily in the afterlife. That makes sense. Yeah, because in the afterlife, you don't want to be shucking corn or weed or whatever we do here. You want to be in the, you know in the getting in the mansions. Of course. And then she kind of turns. You, you can see there's like four or five people waiting for drinks. So she, she kind of looks and she's like, oh, uh, excuse me. And then she starts to pour drinks with them. All right. I guess we go to the spirits. I guess so. If spirits they are. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Who knows what could be whispering in these people's ear. Dwarves. I'm gonna say it's dwarves. <laughs> Could be dwarves. So you go. You go back to the table where Samuel was. I'm assuming. And the uh, 
know, he, he thanks you for the drink. He says, ah, adventurers, are you? Yes, thank you for the cups. Yeah. Make sure he gets his cups back. Oh. Kind of looks at it. <laughs> uh, you're welcome. Try kind of like rubs, polishes a little bit. Mm. So, where is the adventure around here? Perhaps you need some adventuring items. In my bag here, and of course, I have all kinds of things. Oh. Do you have anything that lets you see or speak with spirits? Yes. <laughs> uh, he digs down and he pulls out what, what looks like a kind of like a funnel. And he says, he holds it up and kind of looks at it. You can, you can kind of see there's like a little bit of a, a sheen inside, like there's been oil like poured through it or something. And he kind of holds it up. And he's, this right here is uh, the ear of the gods. He puts it to his ear. Oh, can I see it? Well, mm, be careful. The gods often say things you don't want to hear. Hmm. Any kind of Okay, I take it and I'll hold it up to my ear. Yeah. Yeah. Does this uh, need special magic or, or circumstances to work? Well, the gods must be talking to you. They're always talking to you. God's they said there's only one god in remaining. Ah, uh, yes. Astor? That's right. You didn't seem the religious type. Everyone's well, heard of these wooden holy symbols. Oh, yes. I also have these wooden holy symbols. He's got these little, like, carvings of sheeps. <laughs> like little leather thongs. <laughs> Keep away any evil spirits. Except vampires. So vampires need crosses. Yes, I those. Has there been talk of vampires in this area? No, 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 no. Definitely <laughs> not. I look at Elizabeth. I think that some people just like to buy crosses for, you know, because they like the shape of them. Yeah, I, I could see that. Sort of looks like a T. It does. So if your name was like Thomas or Taylor or Timothy or Tanya, Tabitha. Yes, many, many T names. Um, this These gods in this funnel sound like the ocean. Is that supposed to be what they sound like? Yeah, the gods often do sound like the ocean. Think about it. What is bigger than the ocean? The sky? The sky, yeah. That's what I was going to say, Elizabeth. Right, but the sky doesn't sound like anything. Have you spoken to the gods through this? All the time. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to scare you, but 
they had told me to come to this very tavern where there might be two adventurers that could be in need of uh, some magical items like this earpiece of the god. Oh, wow, I see. How, how convenient. The gods work in mysterious manners. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> well... <laughs> Um, can my sword hit the text magic? <laughs> yeah, you just had to put your hand on it because it's it was it uh, through empathy, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So if you put your hand down onto the hilt of your sword, you can use the text magic power. Um, I'll say Vasily. That's the name of my sword, Vasily. I know you Vasily. are tired, but can you detect any magic? Uh, uh, there is no magic uh, present except for the boots upon the feet of uh, your companion. But of course, you know that already. You know, good merchant Samuel, I think the gods are not going to speak to me today or maybe any other day. I'll let you keep your tool that lets you speak to them. Uh, okay, very well. Perhaps you are not the two adventurers that the gods sent me to see. Could very well be the case. Lots of adventurers come and go. I have other items as well. I have uh, oil. I have uh, these rags here made from uh, old shirts. Good for polishing, but also for sticking in the oil and throwing at things. I've got a 10-foot pole. That's outside. Doesn't fit in my bag, obviously. It's not easy to carry that thing around. Um, well, I have oil. Do you do you need anything, Elizabeth? Uh, Elizabeth touches her empty uh, coin pocket. No, I don't think that I uh, yeah, I need anything, anything on this day. <laughs> I got my pipe you for anybody. you know for uh, <laughs> my ten foot pole. Well, I think we're as equipped as we can be, good Samuel. But we appreciate the offer and the loan of the cups. Oh, anytime, anytime. And, you know, any loss that I might take on the cup now being uh, not worth not worth as much, I will uh, take, uh, in, uh, you know, uh, as, a, as a gift. My loss is a gift. The gift that I got to spend time with such worthy uh, conversationalists, even though now the cups are only about worth about half as much. Wow, I'm worth half a cup. Imagine that, Patrick Lee's. <sighs> that is not yes. half a cup. Perhaps someday uh, we will meet again. And, uh, you know, if you were so inclined, uh, you could, uh, you know, purchase these used cups because they're probably not going to sell to anybody else because of, well, hold on. Are you, are you famous adventurers? Yes, I am Patrickles, champion. I am the Ooh. Myrmidon known as Elizabeth with two L's. With two L's. And you drank upon this cup. We did. He smiles. Ah, it has been a good day. A good day, I say. Then he drinks his, his, his drink down. 
Would, would you like me to autograph the cup that I uh, that I drank from? Oh, uh, I mean, I wouldn't want to put you out uh, as he digs in his bag for a little little knife. You could carve your your, your name upon the bottom of the cup. Yes, I'd be glad to. And Elizabeth will carve her name upon the bottom of the cup. <laughs> nice. While she's doing that, can I ask him if he's been out to speak to the spirits? Uh, oh, no. I have not, but perhaps uh, I'll go and use my magical earpiece. Well, they say it's the way to salvation or enlightenment. Oh, yes, yes. The poor are always seeking enlightenment. The true enlightenment is to uh, work a, a good day and drink some fine ale with some newfound friends. And ideally, it makes me porn. Well, if we have coin when we return, if we find any in our travels, I'll make sure you get reimbursed for the cup. Oh, no, I don't expect uh, you to do that. Uh, please, please, I don't want you to think that you should have to do that. I'll be here for a couple of days. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we should go. Since yes. I don't have money to buy anything. Thank you for your uh, for your for your uh, company and for the use of the cup. She will hand him back the signed cup. You are very welcome. Very welcome. He takes the cup and he kind of wraps it up in the cloth, one of the rags. He says, oh, it's been a good, good day. Uh, and then he notices some more new people coming in and he kind of uh, nods at you and then kind of starts her head starts walking towards them. Okay, is it is it dark out? I mean, we, I don't yeah, know if we want to go in spirit-infested mountains at night. Elizabeth? Uh, yes. Um... Perhaps we should seek shelter uh, in the local in the local barn. Yeah, that's right. We don't need. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Maybe the, someone will give us a hayloft. Perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. You you were told like which farm you could basically stay in because they 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 had sent people out here before. So you kind of know there's a farm like just outside the the on the outskirts of town that basically is where the soldiers generally. Um, you know, you just stay there. Okay. Yeah. Let me see. What you start to me. leave the 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 bar uh, serving girl kind of looks up and she says, uh, "Oh, are, are you leaving without me? Remember, Belinda." I have I have it right here with the line with the line. Okay. <laughs> All right. If you meet Carol over there, she's going to try to say that, you know, it was her idea. So she's a sneaky one, that Carol. She actually has a line before her name. Weird. Her name is blank Carol. That's right. Well, we know it was you, dear lady, who, who recommended us to the spirits. So Excellent. Belinda with a line will get the credit. And soon you will be Belinda with three lines. Right. That will be excellent. 
and you hear like, <clears throat> and the people waiting in line for drinks turns back around and start serving people again. Great. Are you going to head out to the, do you want to just go to the, the farmhouse or are you going to go second plan? I, I think, yes, I believe yeah, so. I think so. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so you know where it is. Like I said, it's on the outskirts. You, you were told basically where it would be. Um, and uh, as you're kind of, a, you know, kind of the, the, it's that time of night where the sun is set, but the moon's not quite up. So it's a little on the dark side, but you, you know, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a, like a village. So you, you know, there's like a flat land and stuff. You're not having to go through trees or anything. And you, you make your way uh, out to the, this, uh, you can see a large barn kind of against the, 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 the stars just starting to dot the sky. Um, and you see a small house kind of off a distance from that. Um, you don't hear any uh, movement in the barn, like animals or anything like that. And there's no lights on at the house at all. Oh, this is the place they told us about. Yes, Elizabeth? Uh, indeed it is. Uh, perhaps they're out to see the spirits themselves. Maybe. Well, I'll go uh, knock on the door and see if anyone is home all the same. Maybe they just... Uh, you know, you never know. They might be having dark prayer. Or maybe they're sleeping. Uh, the door to the house or the door to the bar? Uh, the house, I think. Yeah, we wanted to make sure we want to make sure it's okay to use their barn, right? Well, we we were okay. told we could stay here. Oh, okay, think. we were. All right. Okay, well then let's just go to the barn then. Okay, but you're gonna knock on that door. That's the door that you want to knock on the barn door or the house door. Uh, I was gonna knock on the house door, but since but since they already said we could use the barn, I mean, well, I'll just go to the barn and not knock. Okay, just gonna pull the door open. Yeah, it's good. Yes. Okay. Yeah. See, so you, you you come up and you 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 pull the barn doors open. Uh, and it's dark in there, of course. Um, but you think you you uh, you pick up like just this like a uh, little bit of a scent as soon as you open the door, kind of rushes out at you of almost like a uh, kind of almost acidic uh, smell. Um, and you think you catch like a glimmer of something that looks like maybe it's wet, but it's uh, it's kind of further back and it's in the dark. And you kind of just see it as the barn door opens, and you kind of like your eyes, you're kind of looking, you don't see anything. But it looks basically empty. It doesn't have the stalls on the sides, uh, you know, where you might put animals. It looks like it's probably used possibly to store weed or something or, you know, temporarily or possibly wagons, you know, so there's no like individual stalls. It's just like a big empty space and there's no loft either. It's probably like 50, 60 feet from where the barn doors are to the back of the barn where you think you saw that glimmer. But, um, you, you know, you, you don't really see anything very well in the dark. Unless you want to sit there and stare at it. You can wait till your eyes adjust or you can just light source or whatever you want to do. Yeah. Um, well, it's very dark in here. I'm going to light up a lantern. Right. Okay. Yeah. You set down your pack and you light up your lantern or whatever and you, you hold it up and the light cutters to fill the space. And yeah, it's, it's, it's a relatively large barn as noted. Uh, you do see, actually, now that you can light in here, you can see sacks of wheat on the side so it's probably some kind of storage uh of the the packaged wheat like getting ready to be shipped as opposed to like the you know they put it in the silos where it's loose um uh, but uh, you know and as you're shining the lantern more importantly though uh all the ways at the far end you can see what could best be described as cocoons 
Um, although they are not uh, fibrous, they look kind of like large globs of slime that seem to be covering uh, what you would make out to be the soldiers who came here to explore. Uh, they're hanging upside down. Uh, you know, uh, you can see that parts of their body have been fully dissolved and you can see bone. So you've got like half skeleton, half flesh um, as they're kind of hanging there. And on the ground below them, you can see that there are a handful of like, like their helmets and some other things like pieces of their armor that have like uh, the, the, you're guessing probably the leather or the, the cloth straps that hold the armor on as, as corroded. And, and so the pieces of metal have just fallen on the ground. So you've got these like small piles of metal, uh, you know, metal objects underneath each of, each of these uh, uh, eight men. Hmm. Oh, I should say they're, when I say they're hanging, they're not like suspended from the ceiling. They're like stuck on the wall, but they're upside down. Like stuck on the wall with anything, like well, with the glob of slime. With the glob of slime, that's right. You, you know, if you ever see one of those lollipops that has like a bug inside of it, yes, yeah, it's like that, except you know, half dissolved. Yeah. Oh, appetizing, no stick, of course. Hmm. Yeah, you know, I think maybe we shouldn't stay here. <laughs> I think you're probably right, Elizabeth. We haven't, uh reached our exalted status by being dumb. Uh, oh. Maybe we should go find a nice spot out in the out in the woods somewhere. Oh uh, yes, so, unless of course, I mean maybe whatever did this did this and then left. Uh, do you want to search around or? Uh, kind of do, <laughs> but if I, you're all comfortable with it, I mean, no, no, no. Let's let's do it. Perhaps, uh, perhaps if we take care of some beast here, the town will be grateful and will give us mugs. Yes, you said there were piles of metal. You said, Daniel. Yeah, because if you can imagine if people had like armor with like plates yep. and stuff, they're they're connected with like leather. I mean, you're high-level adventurers, you get the feeling that this slime stuff is probably dissolving like organic. I mean, I know metal is organic, but you know what I'm saying? Like things like leather and skin and stuff is being dissolved. So um actually I guess metal isn't organic. I just said I knew metal was organic and metal is not organic. It is late for me. <laughs> we'll just delete that part of the recording where Daniel says something completely unscientific. <laughs> Anyways, it's dissolving organic matter. So pieces of metal have fallen, like chain links from their armor or swords, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's what soldiers. you can imagine from, from the dis from the distance that you're at. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh Elizabeth like will them? take her pike and she's gonna poke her pike out in front of her and as she very slowly walks forward. Okay. Okay, yeah, so you start to walk into the barn towards the uh, lollipops, um, and you can see that one of them, you know, it, it, its eyes just open up, like it looks like it's really difficult for its eyes to open up, and it opens its mouth and its tongue is like half dissolved, and it's kind of, it looks like it's trying to say something, but it's like moving like in slow motion because it's in this goop, so it's like, 
Ez velem. It's alive. Um, yes. I, should we try to rescue them? I don't know. I mean, I don't know how long they'll live. Either rescue them or put it out of its misery. Yeah, I think it would be more humane to do that. Yeah. Uh, if Elizabeth can reach over, she will put her pike through uh, through the soldier's heart. Okay. Yeah. Sure. You know, you just walk up to him, and they're like, "We'll say you're about halfway, so you're probably about twenty feet away. So a pike's pretty long. It's like maybe 10, 12 feet long. So you could probably walk a little closer and do that if you like." Uh, what's uh, uh, Petrikulis doing? I'm going to um, be on the lookout for things coming to maybe defend its um, prey here. Okay, excellent. Yeah, so you step forward and uh, you stick the pike into it and, and you can see that his eyes, you know, stay wide open. But as that happens, like in the instant that happens, this like slime like down your pike towards your body, you're going to have to make a saving throw to not be slimed. Uh, I, if you're you're a heroic, you're a hero, right? Or you're you're a Myrmidon. You're Myrmidon. You're not a superhero. You're a hero. Uh, hero so, plus one. Right. So you're going to roll um, for a heroic type. You got to get a, a nine or better on two dice. So you can roll two dice plus one, going for a nine or better, or you will okay. be slimed. Uh, no, uh, six total. Okay. All right. You feel this thing wrap around your body, uh, and you're kind of like partially frozen. You're going to be slowed. Uh, meaning that, um, like you'll only act every other round. Um, so like, uh, at this, at this moment, um, Patrick, you could do something, but, uh, you'll be this round, you'll be out of it. Uh, Elizabeth, then you could do something, then you won't be able to do something, et cetera, until you get out of this line. So Patrick, you see your friend slimed. Okay. Um, hmm. Wish I'd taken those rags now to wipe the slime off. Uh, let's see, is <laughs> what he's thinking. Um, yeah, he's going to. Is there? You can actually see this? the slime. Just, just sorry before. So what you can see is, so she's like covered. It's probably not over her whole body. It's like kind of like bringing up her arm. So she's like, and like you can just see it. Like if you can imagine, it's like almost like the the pike is like a uh, like a like a a straw like it's just like sucking the slime onto her like you can see it feel like so just so you get the full idea of what it looks like it wasn't like a spit at her it's basically coming up the pike and covering coming her body the pike. yeah yeah um is there anything in this place that i could use to um grab get the slime off of her like are there i know what you said it might have been used for storage or something yeah Maybe there's there's sacks there's sacks of wheat sacks of wheat that's right i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna go and empty one of the sacks of weed then i'm gonna use the sack and start trying to like wipe her off okay. all right all right so <laughs> you do that uh the slime is just continuing to cover you um Elizabeth, this round, which is going to make it one, one harder for you to break the, the slime next round. So uh, we'll just say that's it for that. So you're getting that. So you can probably get it this round. Okay. Uh, coming into the next round, if you want to try to, because uh, you can act this time, 
crystal. Um, you can try to break away from this thing. It will now be the saving throw again, but now you will get the plus one because basically, or well, let's just so I don't confuse myself. It's a 10 now that you need. You can still roll a plus one. Okay. Um, can yeah. I Unless there's something else you want to do. Can I use my boots of leaping to try travel and traveling and leaping to try and like leap back from the slime? Hell yeah, you can. Uh, yeah, you can. Ju- you can actually jump thirty feet vertically, uh, thirty feet horizontally. So yeah, you don't even have to roll for that. You can. You can definitely do that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, so she yeah, leaps just, back. Yeah. All right. Cool. So there's some slime like on the uh, the pike. Uh, of course, and there's some slime on you, so it's, you're still connected to it because, of course, you're holding it, and you just like ripped it. But the the it was like coming off the body that was there, so obviously it, it kind of like like a bit of a pseudopod is like, and then just kind of flops down. But the slime that's on the pike is is like kind of it doesn't really know where to go. It's like kind of like flopping all around, like whether it should climb onto your body or climb onto the ground. So right now it's kind of in an odd state. So you see that happen, uh, uh, Patrickles. Oh, <laughs> your, your 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 friend jumped thirty feet past you, almost at the door. Oh, forgot you could do that. That's certainly twice as far as I could jump. Um, so twice. So you don't need this then, eh? Uh, I, I may still need it. Uh, she's still covered in slime. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll run over to her. I, yeah, yeah, I will. I know she's away from me now, but can I get past yeah. the slime to get to her, or is it between? Yeah, us? yeah, yeah. No, no, it's it's like they're against the wall. So if you imagine that these things are all stuck to the wall and she stuck it in and then started riding on her thing, now she yeah, jumped yeah. back. So yeah, you can run up and uh, uh, I'll say between the two of you, you can you can get the the slime off the, the pretty pretty easily. Um, it's a small quantity, you know. It was enough to like wrap around your arms and stuff, but it wasn't a huge amount. So if you let like let go of the pike and then she wipes off your arms, then you kind of like use the the wheat sack to clean the pike off as soon as you want the pike. Um, yeah so let's just do this roll 2d6 five or better uh or the pike is slightly damaged which means we better probably with it breaking later uh seven total okay yeah so that wasn't you did it fast enough you guys thought really quickly there so it did not get dissolved the wooden part of it of course you'd have to go back and get the 10 foot pole So yeah, so now you've got this like, you know, scattered little bits of slime, doesn't really know what to do. You see it kind of slowly is working its way back to the wall. Uh, you got those bodies there. You definitely killed the, or, uh, you know, put out of the misery that one, uh, that one soldier. The other ones don't seem to be moving or whatever. Um, I look at Elizabeth and I say, do you think the family in the house suffered the same fate? Well, there's one way we can find out. Yeah, because it appears the slime is the real culprit. So, well, let's go. Uh, <clears throat> let's go check the house and see if they're there. And if not, mm. then I think we should assume the worst. Okay, right. yeah. So you make your, you make your way. You have a lantern, so I'm assuming you leave it lit, mm-hmm. uh, and you work your way to the house. Probably, you know, it's a little bit further away, and it's not right next to the barn, but it's it's uh, it's like 100 yards away or whatever. You work your way up to the house, and of course, I mean, these old farmhouses, they don't, the doors don't really lock. They have like a bar on the inside, but it's not barred, so you're able to just open the door up, shine inside. It's a, it's a one-room farmhouse, you know, uh, it's pretty small. You've got um, what look to be like some kind of curtain things, but they're pulled open right now uh, that, that block off an area where the beds are, um, and there's some windows there, of course. 
And there's kind of a wooden table in the center with a couple of chairs. Uh, what's probably the most interesting about this is that on the um, on the table, there's like a bowl. You know, normally we'd have like a bowl of like fruit or vegetables or whatever. Uh, and in that bowl are oh eight again, what was that? Eight uh eight fist-sized gems. They look like they might be emeralds. They're kind of greenish, but they're they're not like finely cut. Like you can see, they would need to be polished and cut, but they're huge. Um, I wonder if there are spirits here. Hmm. Too bad we didn't get that uh that horn of hearing. I don't think it was a real thing. Uh, are, are there any spirits here? I'm going to guess there's no spirits here. Well, yeah, you can uh, see that the, the beds are well made and that the place is clean. Like it doesn't look like anybody, it doesn't look like there was a, like a fight here or anything. It looks like it was actually put put uh, put together neatly and then whoever was here has is no longer here like they left. Not like moved out because it's still stuck here, but like left peacefully as far as you can tell. Well, I think we should assume the worst. Well. Seems to be the theme. <laughs> I mean, it looks like they might have just gone on some sort of holiday. Uh, if they if they had gone on holiday, certainly they would have taken their gems with them. Maybe, but maybe these people collect these the way other people do. You know, those people in those um, those uh, the people who write the food uh, tablets. You know. They they say put a bowl of green apples on your on your counter. Maybe these people just do green gems. Maybe maybe. But I wouldn't assume the word. I mean, we don't see any signs, right, Daniel? No, it doesn't look like any kind of combat. I mean, you would know uh, that. I mean, granted, you don't know the exact quality of these gems, but. Any one of these gems, even if they were of relatively low quality, once polished up, would be more than enough to buy this barn and farm. Like it's, there's a lot of wealth sitting there. I mean, not that that's a lot of wealth, but you would imagine that they're not worth any less than like a hundred gold pieces a piece. But they could be worth as much as you know, a thousand or more gold pieces a piece for the size that they are. Okay, you're right. It does seem strange they wouldn't take it would take them if they, or at least hide them. <clears throat> Well, uh, before we go touching things that maybe we shouldn't touch, uh, learn my lesson there. Uh, maybe we should check to see if there is a hiding place where they they hide their valuables, typically. Mm. Oh, okay. So you're going to uh, start looking around like for what, like a cubby hole or something? Can we uh, hold? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Elizabeth, sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, Elizabeth is going to check for like a loose floorboard or something. Yeah. Okay. Patrick, please, wants to examine the walls and see if there's any kind of hidden alcoves or anything. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, you're not really under any pressure of time. So you just, you kind of take your time to go around. 
you do in fact find a uh, a hidden floor, a, a loose floorboard that you're able to, you know, a couple of floorboards that you're able to pull up and, and inside um, there, there's a box. I won't call it a chest because it's not anything fancy. It's like a, a small box. Uh, okay. Yeah, Elizabeth will say, over here, I uh, found something. Always the floorboard. Yeah, it's never the wall. But I always try. Um, what did you find? And he'll look at the box and say, let's pull it up and see. Uh, yes. And uh, I will, uh, Elizabeth will pull the box up and set it on the ground. Does it, it look like it have a, has a lock on it or anything? No, it's got like a, it's like one of those boxes, more like a crate, right? So it's like a box and there's a cover on it that you just lift off. Not even any hinges or anything. Uh, Elizabeth says, uh, says back up some just in case. And she's going to take her pike and she's going to hold her breath and kind of like push the top of the box lid off. Okay. Yeah, you can do that. You can put the little point of the pike in there. Not good. Uh, yeah, the, the cover slams to the ground. Kind of looking that you don't see any kind of gas or dust or anything rise up from it. No, no daggers or fire traps or, you know, imps come out of it. And um, yeah, you, you kind of look in there, and what you see it appears to be uh, to probably a, a very poor farmer would be uh, treasures. You know, you see like what looks to be some kind of like uh, possibly child's uh, clothing. Um, you know, like like older, like folded up deeply. You see um, a book of that's, that's clearly like a, a, a prayer book of Haster uh, and a, a silver candlestick um, and a few other like kind of little odds and ends. It probably in total adds up to just maybe a couple of gold pieces worth of value if you were like robbing the place. But you would imagine to somebody living in this type of situation that this is probably their their personal stash of valuables, if you will. Well, uh, it looks like they do have a, a cubby hole for their valuables, so I don't know why they wouldn't have put the gems here. Well, there's certainly something strange going on. Well, like I said, I think I've learned my lesson tonight about not touching things that I shouldn't. Uh, but maybe but they are should. very valuable. Well, I mean, if you, if you wanna if you wanna grab one, be my guest. Of course, I want to grab one. I mean, I took I took my chance with the slime. I think yeah. it's fair. Yep, I I will I will go up and just take one out of the bowl. Okay, yeah, you reach in and grab one of these uh, large uh, unpolished gemstones. Uh, and you hear a voice in your 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 head. It says, um, "There are plenty. There are plenty of gems and jewels. So many that you can't even count. But is material wealth really worth it? Take what you want, but stay if you desire. And you can make a safe. Um, okay. You're you're a superhero, right? Yep. Yeah. Superhero but you're minus, minus one, one, right? All right, so you you only need, you only need a five or better, but minus one, so two d six minus 2D6 one. Six minus one. Yep. Uh, eight minus one is seven. Yep. Okay, you feel like the slightest compulsion to be like you feel like the 
there's like a drawing, like a like a, a desire in you to like head out uh, into the into the hills. You can feel it draw you that way, but then you quickly kind of shake it off, and uh, and you are holding in your hand a very large gem that is, as I as I mentioned, if polished up, it could be any valued anywhere from hundred to a thousand gold pieces. You won't really know until you polish it up, but it's definitely That's valuable. Okay. Yeah, I'll put it in my backpack. Okay. They'll say, Elizabeth. We didn't need that horn of hearing. I heard a voice in my head. I don't know if it's these spirits are talking about, probably, but I don't know if it's altogether benign. Yeah, that seems to be the case, often times. Someone always wants something. Yeah, but now I have this emerald. Or something like it. Yeah, you're pretty sure it's an emerald now that you have it up in your hand. Yeah. I'll roll now so I don't forget. Uh, seven, it's worth about 700 gold pieces, you would imagine. 700? You know, we'll, yeah, once it's polished up. So you probably walk away with like 600 from it because you got to have it polished before you can sell it. Okay. Think of how much of Samuel's stuff we could buy now. Indeed, indeed. Well, uh, <clears throat> I'm sure with the barn being in the condition it is, the family wouldn't mind if we just stayed in the house for the night. Well, they're not using it. Exactly. All right. Well, I'll take the yeah. bed. Nice. That's fine. I can sleep on the floor. Okay. Yeah, so you guys get some rest. Yeah, but, yeah then we'll go after the spirits. They knew after the spirits during the day. Okay, I'm just gonna grab a drink. I'm gonna pause the recording. Okay, so yeah, you're able to to rest the night. Uh, whether you keep a uh, a guard or not doesn't doesn't make it matter. Um, I mean, you can put up a the 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 thing on the door to block it, but the night passes with no problem. And the morning comes, you hear the roosters roosting. <laughs> and uh, I don't think they were, that's the opposite of what they're doing. It's roosters cawing or whatever they do, cock-a-doodling. And uh, <laughs> you wake up to a, to, to a fresh morning. Uh, the gems, well, all of seven more gems, the ones that you didn't, the one that you didn't take, are still sitting in the thing, as is the box on the ground and anything else you left the way it was. Nothing was touched in the space. If you peek out the front door or whatever, you see the barn door, which I'm assuming you probably just left open. Mm -hmm. um, since you closed it, it's still open. Everything looks pretty much the same. You can see down at the village that people are, are starting. You can start to see people gather, heading out, the ones that are kind of in the main part or, or should say coming towards people that work in the main part of the village. And you can see out around at the other fields, people starting to work. You know, little smokes rising in people's... Uh, um, chimneys and stuff. So you can see that the, the place is starting to, to come to life. Right. So what do you uh, want to do? I think Elizabeth, she's going to go ahead and put the lid back on that box and put it back because that mm -hmm. family might return and she's not a thief. I mean, I'm not either, but I'm still going to keep the emerald. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess I am oh, a little yeah. bit. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to say I didn't think about taking the silver candlestick. Well, shall we head to these hills? Uh, yes, Let, let's do that. And 
just before we go, uh, let's put a warning on the barn that no one should enter. Oh, yes. Do not enter slime inside. <laughs> Got it. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so you go up and you close the barn door. I mean, I'm sure you've already peek in there. You can see that the slime is still... The slime that uh, had broken apart and you had kind of wiped onto the ground that had left the main part of the slime seems to have hardened on the ground and you can see it. It, it almost looks similar in tone and shape to the uh, to the gem that you took off the table, but it's bigger because like, it's slimes, like blobs of it, right? So oh. basically these like oddly shaped uh, what appear to be gems. But they're they're you know they're large chunks. I look Elizabeth and I say, "Do you think my gem is going to turn into slime in my backpack?" <laughs> Maybe we should consider not taking that gem. Oh, fine. And he'll take out his backpack and just look at it for a second, and then he'll just set it down. And be like, "Fine, fine." I mean, it looks the same. You know, yeah. That down. You gonna put it inside the barn, or? Yeah, I'll put it inside the barn. Okay. We yeah, didn't search. Yeah, we didn't. There was nothing special in those in the piles of metal. It was just soldiering gear, right? Uh, I mean, you didn't get up close to them because as soon as you got within about ten feet, that there was the a slime, slime that jumped yeah. onto us. Yeah. So, yeah, okay. you could certainly go up there and check. No, that's okay. I'm good. <laughs> um, I'll just say we'll find real gems, not slime gems, I'm sure. Well, according to uh, 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 Beverly with a line, they uh, litter the ground. That's true, but they're probably all slimy. And I think it's Belinda. Belinda, yes. <laughs> I, I have the name here somewhere. <laughs> just say it. I just, you know, like good with you know names, you know. Patrickles. Yeah. She's not gonna get she's not gonna get her uh <laughs> her commission if you don't yeah, her next step <laughs> in the program. Yeah. All right. Um there no there are no tracks leading away from the nobody escaped or anything, right? We don't see anything now that it's daytime. I mean you see Right, you see wagon tracks, you see people tracks, you see animal tracks. There's all kinds of tracks going into the barn. Clearly, it's used to store the the wheat once it's packaged into into uh, sacks before it's brought off to uh, to the city. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, there's nothing nothing that just there's no like slimy footprints. Okay. Uh, but I mean, you yeah. So you're saying did something leave the barn? I mean, it would be hard to know. And like, I mean, you can see that the the eight people are still there. Right. So if something came in to like mess with them and then leave besides you, it, it probably would be hard to tell. Uh, I mean, if you want to spend some time looking, we could, I could, you know, roll to six, why not? Okay. But so I'll just give it a one in six chance. Yeah, we'll okay. just give it a one in six chance because it's going to be hard. Nope, two. Would you say? Two, yeah. I mean, it's unclear. Like there's definitely been a lot of things in and out, but you don't, you definitely don't, what you know for sure is you don't see any like slime trails. Okay. Like everything that's coming in and out, you can identify. So you see footprints from men, you know, people, I mean, uh, and you see footprints from horses or mules and you see, or footprints, I guess, and you see wagon tracks. You don't see anything that seems like it, like you don't see any kind of webbed feet or, or giant, giant clawed foot or, you know, anything that seems like monstrous or anything like that. 
Okay. Just checking. Um, no, it's not. To the east, then. To the eastern hills. Okay. Oh right, yeah, so you're gonna so you start heading out, um, you know, towards the you're kind of off to the side of the village there, and you start kind of heading and you crest like a hill. And when you do, you can actually see as you crest, you can there's been a clear trail, like the, this is like a grassy hilly area. There's this like pounded down, worn, as if like trampled by many, many feet over a long period of time. Uh, although you know that this this whole process has only been going on for about six months, or probably at least from what you've heard. Um, heading out, you can literally see a trail of where the people are are walking out to the east. So if you want to just follow the trail, you know that you'll get to where you're going. Or if you want to go some other way, or like be more discreet about it, uh, let me know what you want to do. And we'll assume you're on foot, unless you want to be on a horse. <sighs> Since I had a horse, I know Nikki's like a horse. A horse. <laughs> well. <laughs> I mean, the no, horse no. is the most OP thing that you can have in the chain mill. In chain mill, yeah, that's that's your secret to success. Mm-hmm. Well, I do that's have true. a pike, so I could I could attack from a horseback. Sure. Yeah, we could be on horses. Yeah, yeah, you can have horses. Yeah, so you start following the trail. These trails look like they've been they've been pounded by feet, though. Like you don't see, well, like you saw leaving the, the barn, you don't see wagon tracks or anything on here. You just see footprints. And not even like distinctive single footprints because it's been over track so many times, uh, you know. Um, and uh, it doesn't take long, you know. Like you said, it still takes about half an hour away or whatever. So, and you're on a horse, so probably even faster. So, you're kind of moving out, and you can see that this thing kind of winds through the hills. And then eventually, you can see off in the distance, maybe a few hundred yards, you actually see that one of the hills looks like, uh, if you could imagine, like an egg, like the part of an egg covered with grass, what it kind of looks like, except somebody smashed the egg. So like there's a big, like it looks like there's a huge gash that kind of crumbles and you just see, you know, it clearly goes into the earth. And of course the footsteps go right up to it. Hmm. Well, that seems to be our destination. Here, uh, hold my reins. I shall scout ahead a bit. Sounds good. We'll do that. And I will dismount and go up and see, look at the stairs and things like that. Okay, sure. Yeah, you 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 see the the, the when I say steps, I mean the, the footprints. Well, you see the the path goes up to this area, and when you get to the where it's crumbled in, you can see that uh, there's like a it kind of goes into kind of a pretty steep slant, and then there's like a small cliff, and then darkness. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I'll go back and I would tell Elizabeth what I've seen. It looks like, it, I mean, you would imagine because of course the sun's out or it's daytime. So you would imagine that it drops down at least 50, 60 feet. Cause you don't see the, you, you know, it goes down into darkness. So it goes deep enough that the sun's not right. Cause it's still right. the morning, right? And it's, uh, it's coming yep. up by the I can't see very much because of the angle of the sunlight. With your lantern and my torches, we should be able to to see uh, well in the dark. Okay. So let us go forward and search out these ruins for these spirits, these so-called spirits. 
Yes, so-called for sure. Yeah, so you, you move you move up closer to the there, and like I said, you can you can tell as you're looking at it, just based on the way the soil is, that it looks like that up until recently, which is exactly the rumor you've heard, this was probably just a hill, and then it's pretty recently broken, and you can still see like fresh, like you see roots and stuff mm -hmm. hanging off the edges. Um, so whatever it, whatever caused it to collapse, um, it has now created this like void. Uh, and when you get down there and you kind of get closer, as you said, you come to that ledge, you kind of look down, you know, again, it's dark and you're in the light. So it's hard to really see, but you would imagine it goes down a decent distance to you. What, do you want to light a, a torch or a lantern? How do you want to try to see down there? Uh, let's we'll true. go ahead and light up a torch. Okay. All right, yeah, so you light up a torch and, you know, it's uh, kind of bend forward and kind of hold it down into the hole you can see that uh you would imagine it's about 40 feet down like you can just barely see uh you know kind of the reflection of what looks to be uh like stone you know because like you see like the highlight of your torch reflecting back um and you also see some things that look like they might be uh though not super shiny they seem to be metallic like possibly um actually make a d6 roll we'll see how much detail we want to give you Okay. Yeah, it looks like there might be some pieces of metal down there. It's unclear what they might be. Hmm. All right. It looks like uh, pieces of metal down there. Uh, I don't like the I don't like the looks of that. that. That was what we saw back at the barn. Yeah. But you can't see anybody attached to the wall or any anything any surface uh no not, yeah not so I'm sorry to that's okay uh elizabeth will like like stoop down and she's gonna like like to where she can kind of put her head into the hole a little bit and she's gonna look up at the ceiling and see if there's anything up there okay yeah so you kind of you know get in there and you kind of look up um no, what you do see though is that it's, um, and of course now your head's sticking over it. Maybe you start to, to feel it. Maybe at first you thought it was just you were walking a lot or the sun's out and it was a little bit hot, but you can actually see that there's definitely a, a change in temperature because the inside, like the roof of it, is wet. Hmm. Wet. Yeah. So you would, you would imagine that it's like humidity coming up, like it's, uh, it's warm down there. Hmm. A warm, dark layer made by something that. This looks promising for gems and gold and repute and such. Indeed. Just don't touch anything yellow. <laughs> I will not touch anything that might turn into slime or be slimy itself. So. Indeed. All right, and Elizabeth will like uh, take her the end of her pike as she starts going down, and she'll just like tap each of the stairs as she's as she's slowly going down this tunnel. Well, once you're kind of at the ledge, so it's like a pit basically in front of you now. Oh, okay. Oh well, yeah. I have uh, I have some rope, so we can tie oh. some rope here and. 
Yeah, there's definitely like pieces of rock that are really, uh, you know, uh, solid, but they're just kind of rough and you could kind of make a lasso and wrap it around. Sure. Okay. You're going to drop down into the darkness. Uh, do you, yeah, do you want me to go first or? I guess you did uh, the gems last. <laughs> ladies first. Fair, fair. <laughs> how are you going to handle the torch? Oh. You just have it in your hand, and if so, then how are you going to handle the bike? <laughs> um, uh, let's see. I will... I can hold the torch. I have a sword. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, hold on to the torch for me while I, while I work my way down. And uh, Elizabeth will, like, hold her pike, like, between her arms. So, like, okay. you know. Uh, to oh, for sure, yeah. All right, yeah, perfect. Definitely do that. So you got the piping, you're, you're working your way down. Um, you get about halfway and you start to hear these voices and they, they say, um, live in peace with us. It's so peaceful. You can have all you want and all you want you shall have. And go ahead and make a saving throw. It's going to be, uh, you're a hero, so it's a seven or better. And of course you got plus one. So 2d6, okay. seven or better. Uh, all right, total of nine. All right, yep. Yeah. Uh, you know, it probably sounds a little bit like, again, for a second, you cut, and then you kind of shake, shake it off like it almost feels like, and then you don't hear the voices anymore. I, uh, I think there's more of those voices down here. So uh, be careful as you come down. Uh, don't give in to what they say to you. I will not. They lie. Give they me say, slime gems. They say they all float down here. I don't believe it. <laughs> all right, so as you get uh, you get to the bottom, Elizabeth, um, you realize that you're in, you're, you're in a chamber. I mean, it's maybe like about 10, 15 foot square. I mean, it's not perfectly square. Obviously, it's, it's a, a rough hewn chamber. Uh, and you can see that there is a tunnel about five foot wide heading off to what would be, I guess, the stumpers does not have a a compass on it, so I'm just going to call it east. So it's about five foot wide heading off to the east. Of course, you don't have a torch yet, so you can't really see beyond the room you're in. But uh, you do see, though, now that you're down here, you see that uh, the metal thing that you saw uh, was, or is, because you can smell it, uh, a rotten, rotting body of a man in uh, armor. Um, it doesn't look like uh, one of these uh, war, one of these soldiers. Like It doesn't look like one of the official soldiers, like the way he's dressed. You can see he's, he's just dressed in armor in general, like a, like a plate mail armor. Um, but it's quite dented, uh, almost like he fell. Oh, be careful on the way down. It looks like someone wasn't as fortunate. Maybe he listened to the voices. Possible. All right. Uh, I'll have to sheathe my sword to climb down with a torch in my hand, so... That's what I'll do. I'm assuming we yeah, have to can, leave the... Yeah. Yeah, you'll have to hold the torch. I mean, unless you want to drop it, but it could, you know. No, yeah. that'll be really dark. Yeah. Yeah, so if you, you can climb down with one hand, I mean, you can usually use the sheath your sword, as you said. Uh, and you, you come down the rope to meet your, your friend down there. Of course, now with the torch down there, you can this whole area is lit up. Um, you do not hear any of these voices. Okay. Um, but you, what you do see though is again you're in a room that's probably about ten foot square-ish. Um, you know, it's like a, it's like a 
uh, a pit basically, um, a very deep pit, but a pit. Uh, and there is a passageway about five foot wide, maybe like six, seven foot tall. It's not perfectly squared. It's kind of like a tunnely thing uh, going off to the east. And we, with the torchlight, you can see that it doesn't go very far. It only goes about maybe 20 feet. And then it looks like it opens up into a cavern. And it, flickering in the torchlight, you can see scattered on the ground uh, are many more of those gems that you saw in the uh, uh, in the, the farmer's place. And also, as you're kind of like setting yourself, and now neither one of you is talking, and you're kind of just like looking, you hear what sounds like uh, shuffling feet coming from that direction as well. Ooh. And as noted, uh, sorry, one more thing, uh, there's a dead adventurer, for lack of a better word, in plate mail armor on the ground. Okay. All right. Um, I, think, I think I'm going to go ahead and light up another torch just to be safe, so we'll have two of them, just in case one goes out. Yeah, you could always, uh, if you engage in combat, you can always drop the torch and, you know, pot, you know, use the pipe with two hands. Yeah. All right, that's what she'll do. Okay. And uh, she's gonna, she's gonna, she's gonna, like, kind of poke at the armor of this adventurer that's on the ground. Okay. And then she's gonna get stuck uh, again. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, you, you poke at it. It, it, uh, it, it's not, uh, it's damp, you know, he's, you can see he's covered with moisture, but it's not rusty. So you don't imagine he's been here that long. And also it smells pretty strong, which means it's the early stages of the rot. Um, and it just kind of, you know, just kind of clinks as you touch him. He's got um, uh, no backpack or anything. I mean, and the, you just see he's in plate mail armor. Um, you know, he's wearing uh, gauntlets, boots, you know, it's like fully full plate with the helmet and everything but no weapon as that you can see. Uh, Petrocles, does he have anything of magic on him? Oh. He might. Uh, what say you, uh, Vasily? Oh, well. <laughs> Vasily the tired. The tired. Um, does in fact detect some magic on him. On his uh, on his hand, on his left hand. Okay. I think uh, he might be wearing something on his hand—a ring, perhaps. All right. Well, I'll check, and Elizabeth will check his left hand. Okay. Uh, blue or pink? Uh, pink. Pink. Okay. Of course. So. All right, yeah, you pull uh, you pull the gauntlet off, and you see that on his uh, finger is a ring. It seems to be carved from uh, a bone, some kind of bone uh, ring. Ah, he does indeed have a have a, a ring. It uh, looks like it's made of bone. Hmm. Well, Vasily says it's magic, or at least. It appears to be magic. Well, I guess there's only one way to find out. And Put it on. We'll slide it on her finger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. You put the ring on. You you, you feel um, uh, 
like this sense of of uh, like all of a sudden like like you're like rushing through the 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 forest um and you can feel like uh the 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 leaves rip past you and, and your senses are very uh enhanced and and you you can almost feel like um the movement uh of everything around you like this like really intense uh feeling almost like your your um your 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 animalistic parts of you are coming out, and and you understand that with this ring, uh, you have the ability to control mammals. It's a mammal control ring, and no, not people, <laughs> because there is a human control ring. So we'll do by assumption that that's not the case. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's actually funny because in the description it says nothing on the monster list, but on the monster list are horses, and it's like. That doesn't make sense. So yeah. Uh, so in other words, no monster, like no bugbears or whatever, but but uh, any kind of normal animal, basically. That's a mammal. It's not fish. I believe that this will let me control mammals who are specifically animals and not fish or humans. I will say I will say low intelligence or animal intelligence. Yeah. I don't know if it's called animal control. Well, but they don't. So, well, well that could come in wanna... handy. Yeah. yeah, perhaps. Do you think this slime is a mammal? No, I don't know much about mammals. I am Patrickles, the champion. Not, but I don't think the slime is one of those mammal things. Well. One could hope, right? But maybe whatever's coming towards us is a memo. True. You do. You, you hear, um, like, like I say, a shuffling of many footsteps, you know, coming from the large, the, from the space beyond that tunnel. Okay. Um, I'm actually going to do it. I'm going to. Can I take the sword and do detect evil near the tunnel entrance? Sure. Yeah. Um, hmm. You sense that there is evil here, but not necessarily directly outside the, the space. Like there's an aura of evil, but not necessarily a, an evil being. Okay. And I will be vague because you only have communication through empathy. So that's what you get. <laughs> that's fine. I mean, you're sixth level or seventh level. You, you probably used this ability before. Uh, you know, you know, like if there was a demon in front of you, you would, it's a very different sense than if like, you know, it's just in an area that was an unclean temple or something. And it, it has more of that feeling. Okay. I will look back at Elizabeth and say, it doesn't mean that whatever's coming after us or coming up this tunnel won't attack us, but I don't know if they are, what they're probably not what's causing the swords. Uh, senses to flare well should we call out to them or no I think you know just give me the torch I'll, I'll walk down there I'll see what's coming when I come running back out here yelling you'll know it's bad that sounds like a good idea yep yeah, all right uh, okay. What, yeah. What's the uh, ground under our feet like? Um, it is damp and slippery. 
but not so much that you have to be super careful, but if you did start to run that, that it could be an issue. Um, but for normal movement, it's not. It is a rough stone. It's not particularly flat. Like it looks like a natural cave, essentially. Okay. Uh, Elizabeth, while while um, Patrick Lees is going up with her torch to see something, to see what it is, uh, Elizabeth wants to try and find a place on the ground where she can stick the butt of her torch into the ground. Oh, you can definitely do that. Yep. Okay. <laughs> you can that hand it to the hand it to the pie. dead guy. <laughs> yeah. Hold this hold for this? me. Yeah. <laughs> Shape his hand. Right as Rick Mortis. Uh, anyways, uh, that's terrible. Um, yeah, so you move forward down the tunnel, and your torchlight flickers. It opens. Uh, it it li lights into a very large space, uh, much larger than the torch itself can light. It's actually pretty tall too. So um, it doesn't. Obviously, it's not as tall as where you came from because that would be the surface. But um, you can see it's maybe like forty foot high ceilings. Uh, almost immediately, like within about fifteen feet to your right, so you're looking out into a room that's vast. Uh, but you can you can see uh, like almost immediately to your right, you can see there's actually another tunnel heading down, which would be the south. But uh, maybe more notably in the room, there is uh, within your torchlight, you can see maybe a dozen or more uh, people. Um, they are nude. They are many of them are bloated uh, grotesquely. Some of them have like what look to be like the beginnings of like horns or antennae growing from their heads. Some have like bits of shell coming over. They look like they are quite mutated. Um, and they're, they're kind of like just sloshing around with their heads down. And then when you kind of come in with the torch, they all kind of stop for a second. And you, you hear that voice again in your head. Come. It is so peaceful. You can have whatever you like, and you'll make a saving throw again. Okay. Uh, you have five. Five. Rolled a ten minus one is nine. Okay. Yeah. So it does not. Uh, you can definitely feel that the this. I mean, now this is the second time it's happening. You can feel that there's something trying to like uh, lure you into a, a sense of <laughs> peacefulness. Uh, uh, then you can see these people are kind of looking. And they, they pause and then somehow they realize once you've kind of shaken this off that, that whatever it is that's drawing you is not going to work. And you can see that they now, as, as unison, almost like a hive mind, they start to move towards you. Okay, yeah, uh, I'm going to run away. Back. Yeah, yeah, I mean, just because I told her I'd come back and tell her. So uh, running back, there is, uh, there's something coming. <laughs> Fair All enough. Right. Let's do initiative, though, right? Because yep. it matters for the movement. All right. Yep. So, uh, roll d six. Well, you're going to run back. Uh, I guess at this moment, you're you've got your uh, pike prepared for any charge. Uh, go ahead and roll d six for me, uh, Nikki. Okay. They got a four. We get a one. Okay. They're going to let you go first. So you run back into the room. Which of course now you have a bottleneck, but they uh they're they're gonna you you can see them crawl over people. each other to uh to uh <laughs> to start to move into this room um and they're gonna want to malay you. So uh, unfortunately, um 
Yeah, because I rolled randomly to see if they let you go first or last because they're not exactly strategic. So it's good they, they did that. Um, yeah, they basically, you run into the room. So you you uh, you can have a few words if you want with uh, Elizabeth before this happens. But basically, uh, these things are coming into the room. And this, uh, the reality is that you have the bottleneck. Okay. So, I mean they're not so strong that they're going to be able to do anything to you at your level with, with this. So, however, you're going to have to do something about them to get through this tunnel because they're basically filling the tunnel. <laughs> I look at so. Elizabeth and I say, these are probably villagers, unfortunately, that have been taken over, right? Yes, but I'm afraid there's probably nothing we can do for them. No, I mean, they look like they've seen better, better days. Uh, let us put them out of their misery then. All right. And All right, I will well, draw my sword. Yeah, so there, there's about a dozen of them. And again, they're like climbing over each other to try to get through this like narrow, you know, less than five foot wide uh, mm -hmm. corridor. Uh, so you guys can uh, can narrate how you slaughter them as they come through because they're it's not like they're going to be able to do anything. So who wants to narrate how you slaughter the poor, innocent villagers <laughs> just because they're possessed mutants now? <laughs> yeah elizabeth like as they come forward elizabeth just takes her pike and just just in the heart in the heart yep. in the heart yep sword just like piling up in front of you so if you want to get now so you, you kill these these dozen uh villager mutants and um you know you can still hear shuffling feet out in the other room but no more seem to be coming at this point uh you'll have to climb over these dead bloated bodies to get into the other room at this point now because you've like littered the hallway with them. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> sometimes it happens, right, Elizabeth? It happens, unfortunately. <laughs> um, it's not the weirdest thing I've seen, I'm sure. Um, the bodies don't have anything. You said they were all nude, so they just- They are all nude, yep. Okay. I'll feel bad if they just want to invite us to some sort of party. But I, I don't I think that was their intention. Yeah. I have a feeling it's not a party we'd want to go to. Probably not, no. All right, we need to get down this hallway, though, because whoever these spirits, and I do the air quotes, spirits, are, <laughs> yeah, that's not a good thing, because I also heard more voices, Elizabeth, when I was down there. All right. I will uh, take the lead, since right. uh, my pole arm is a little longer. Yep. And Elizabeth. Oh, yeah, so you, <laughs> yeah you, you kind of like push and crush your way through these bodies, step over them. But, you know, some of them are like crunchy when you step over them. Some of them kind of make like a squishing sound, like whack. Um, but, you know, you come through this little passageway and, and you're back in that room that uh, uh, Patrocles was in. It's kind of a large space. Uh, when you come out again with a torchlight, you start to hear feet shuffling towards you. Um, you know that the room extends pretty far to the north because you your torch doesn't go, you know, beyond. 30, 40 feet up that way. Um, and of course, to the south, there's a passageway. Um, and the, the sounds of people walking are coming from the north. Uh, and Elizabeth will continue towards the north then, I think. Okay. Do you want to confront the slime people? Uh, All right, cool. Yeah. I mean, that's just going to happen if you go that way because you can hear them up there. Yeah, well, hopefully that will lead us also to whatever evil has infested this place. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course. Of course. 
point in the way she's going to go. Nice. Well, no, I definitely want you to fight the slime people, so I'm happy. <laughs> All right, yeah, so you, you start to move up into this, this space. Your, your torch is, is lighting up, and you can see many, many more of these things as they kind of come. Now they're like kind of come around you. Now you're in a big space. So they can actually move up on you. And, uh, oh, yeah, it's go time. <laughs> so nice. you've got that there are about 30 of them. Oof. Yeah, they're gross pus, pus coming off of them. Some of them, some of them again have like this like half transformed head. Some have like shells on them, uh, but they're they're completely naked and they, they're just like grasping with their 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 rotten broken fingernails. But uh, so what would uh, you like to do, Patrickles? We're declaring actions at this point. All right, melee. Okay, how about uh, Elizabeth? Also melee. Okay. All right, so I don't think anybody's doing a strategic move, so we don't really have to worry about initiative, I don't think, um, since they're all melaying as well. So melee is simultaneous. So, and there's 30 of them, and we'll just make it fun and make it 15 on each of you because that's the fun way to do it. Mm-hmm. So we'll do one of you at a time just to keep it organized. They are, well, I don't need this out on my screen. They are Lightfoot. They're attacking as Lightfoot. Who do you defend as uh, Patrickles? Lightfoot. You defend his life focus. So Lightfoot versus Lightfoot. One man per die, six hits. <laughs> All right, so I have to roll 15. I'll roll three sets of five. 15 D6. And how many, how many hit dice do you have? Seven plus one. All right. All right, so any uh, sixes are a hit. Right. On the first one. You're probably pretty good. Ooh, two. Oh, wow. Okay. If they get all five sixes this time, you're dead. But that's probably not all right. No. <laughs> <laughs> Three more sixes and a five and then a one. All right. So, yeah. So they around you. It's like one of those movies where like the hero's getting slugged and you just kind of push them back. Yep. Um, and then we turn the, the camera cuts to, uh, Elizabeth, you defend as what? Uh, heavy foot. Heavy foot. And their attack is light foot. So they get only one die per two men. So they're only rolling seven dice. And you have, what, six of dice? So okay. they literally have to get like every die. <laughs> I'll just roll five and then two. Uh, only one six there. So that's the unsuccessful. They come at you and you you have a bit of an easier time with them. You just kind of... Uh, blow them back with your pike and they, their fingernails are breaking on your chainmail armor. They can't get through it. Um, all right. Now it's your turn. <laughs> I'll go backwards here. So you are armored foot? Uh, yes, I attack as armored foot. Plus one. So you're attacking as armored foot uh, against light foot. So you are one die per man. Uh, four to six hits. So how many men do you fight as? Six? Uh, six. Okay. So you're gonna roll six dice, seven because you got a pike, so you get one extra die, and any four fives or sixes are kills. Wow. <laughs> nice. Uh, let's see. That's smite one, them. Two, three, uh, four, four kills. So she like kills, takes nice. her pike and s- slams her spear through like two of them, and then she pulls it out and slams it through two more. Nice. <laughs> 
All right, uh, sword. Yep. So uh, you are that's heavy foot, right? Heavy foot. Yep. Plus two. So, plus, so it's heavy foot right. plus so two, two extra okay. dice, right? Yep. So heavy foot against light foot is one die per man, five or six hits. However, you are eight men minus one. Right, eight men minus one. So so your highest die will be minus one. So you're gonna roll okay. eight dice. Um, no, you're all 10 dice because you're 10 dice. Yes, I am. 10 dice and <laughs> a five or six mm -hmm. hits, but but your highest die will be reduced by one. So. Okay. Yay. Okay. What hits five or six? You said a five or six. Yep. So I got two hits because my highest dice, one of the highest dice was a no, my highest die was six, so that would still be a five, right? Yep. So, yep. Still be so two hits. Two hits. So uh, half as many as uh, Elizabeth. So, so far, she is. Yes, she, <laughs> she is. She said it. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. There were 15 of them. Right? Sure, I'm keeping my keeping track of here. There's a lot. Okay. So, so you've still got uh, 13. On you, Patrickles, mm -hmm. and Elizabeth, you have eleven on you, um, and we'll go into it again. I'm just gonna again; it's all simultaneous, so it's not like it. Uh, I'll just do all mine first. It's easier. So against Patrickles, I get to roll fifteen dice. Any six hits. Okay, got one. Oh, okay, and then against Elizabeth, I get to roll only seven dice. Oh wow. Okay. Well, no. Oh. Hmm. No, you're six hit die, right? Uh, yes. Okay, so I can't kill you. Okay, because I, I rolled three sixes. So I was like, oh, I have two more dice to roll, but it still wouldn't be enough. I could, the most I could roll would be five. So yeah, once again, they kind of come up on you guys and your your skill with the sword and just being, uh, you know, lightly armored, you're jumping around, but please knocking them back. Uh, you know, Elizabeth, your armor and, and arms are keeping them at bay. Mm -hmm. uh, and go ahead, you guys can make your attacks. So go ahead, Crystal. Okay. Uh, so four, yeah, five, and six and, hits for you. Yeah, I went ahead and rolled, and uh, nice. she slams her pike through uh, four more of them. Just just oh, nice. them, and then just like kicks them off. Awesome. All right, Patrick, please. Yep. Uh, one, two, three, four more. Oh, I am swinging my sword, and yep, even with a minus one. Yep. Nice. Okay. Well, that was. Uh, Pretty cool then. Okay, one. So this would be two, three. All right, so there's nine more on Petrocles, seven more on Elizabeth. It would come into the next round. So we're going to have more point where they can't win, I think. So, yeah, okay, Petrocles, no. And actually, they can't, they're at a point where they can't hit, uh, uh, can't hit Elizabeth. So you are basically. <laughs> You can just narrate how you kill off yours, I guess, but go ahead and make your rolls first. Uh, yeah, she stabs her pike through two more, two more fall. Nice. Okay. Excellent. Uh, go ahead, uh, Petrocles, because you might actually drop them down to the point where they can't hurt you either. Okay. All you got to do is kill two more, I think. No, one more. No, two more. Oh, yeah. I got one, two, three. 
score five more. Oh my god! Okay. <laughs> my wow, sword okay. just like takes out a ton. That's amazing. Okay, so go ahead and and because uh, basically, even though you you each took out that nanny, you really took out all the rest. So go ahead and give us a, a descriptor of how you took out the last seven of them, uh, Elizabeth, and the last nine fetchlings. Go ahead, Elizabeth. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Elizabeth, like, as they're coming up, she's just like, oh, you poor sods, and she's just stab, stab, each time, just like, right in the heart, right in the heart, just. Cool, calm, and collected, just. <laughs> yep. And how about Petrocles? You know, Petrocles is not quite as calm, he's, he's, uh, <laughs> he's just swinging his sword, kind of laughing a little bit, because he's like, this is kind of fun, even though he feels bad about it, it's still kind of fun to just. <laughs> slice through all these guys so he's just swinging his sword and just chopping off limbs and uh you know various parts uh, as uh, easy. Uh, yeah 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 just kind of wading through the crowd uh, he wades into the malay with the two it's right <laughs> all right yeah. so uh it doesn't take long i mean you know 30 seconds of intense combat and the two heroes stand in a, a little pile of bodies you can see that the blood you know now of course the the uh you, you take a second to look like the blood that, that come out of these uh creatures is kind of a blackened color it's not even like the typical like at first maybe when you uh cut down the first one because you were in a dark space maybe you thought it was just the way the light was reflecting but you can see that the blood coming out of them was just like a, this black ichor it's not even uh, human blood from what you can tell um but you do see there's a wider corridor uh, it's a pretty much of a straight line. It's still rough stone, but it's a pretty much a straight hallway, if you will. Uh, it's about 15, between 10 to 15 feet wide. It kind of, you know, kind of goes in and out. And it's about 20 feet tall. That's heading to the north. Um, again, it's dark up there. And, uh, and of course, like I mentioned before, there's a, a thin or a, a more skinny corridor, like about less than five feet wide going to the south. Okay. Um, let me see if there's anything... I'm just looking that you would immediately. Nope, nothing, nothing really. Until you kind of head in those directions, nothing really seems special about either one, except one's much bigger than the other. What do you think, Elizabeth? Well, I guess, um, I guess we should just pick a path and head down it. I've always heard you know, good adventurers go left. <laughs> left? Okay, so that'd be north from here. That works for me. Um, and as as noted, uh, the floor here is littered with those kind of half, uh, like, unpolished gemstones. Hmm. Cool. All right. So, I mean, there's, like, like you couldn't carry all of it. I mean, there would be, you know, you'd fill your backpack easily with what's on the ground here. Um, so, um, yeah, you start heading to the north. Uh, it's pretty quiet. I mean, especially considering you had been hearing all the shuffling of the feet, uh, you know, now the combat's done, the, the din's kind of out of your ears. It's actually fairly quiet in here and you kind of hear your, your footsteps kind of walking. It's humid in here as noted. It's not super hot, but it's, it's hot enough that the, the coolness of the walls are made as producing this humidity. So you hear some drips and stuff. And after you go about maybe like 40, 50 feet to the north, you see it opens up into a uh, chamber. And this chamber 
at first your eyes are tricked almost like like it's lit in here because you see this kind of reflected back of green um but in fact it's just your torch being almost like a it's almost like a like a the torchlight hitting a mirror um and you can see that the walls have this uh kind of like what was around those soldiers except it, it's like curtains of it all around this whole room seems to be uh lined with this like slime uh this green slime that was around those men um and you can see that the room itself is about 40 feet uh you know to traverse and then it continues goes, goes back down to a corridor that continues to the north oh we don't want to we don't want to go through here that slime coats the entire wall uh yeah i think it's a good idea to not mess with that although he looks at it maybe one hell of a gemstone well, who knows? Maybe once we defeat this evil, it'll all harden up. Oh, yeah. Then we'll be fairly rich if we can find anyone to buy them all. Let's, let's hope so. So the other way? Other way? Other way. Okay, yeah. So you turn around and uh, you, know, you abandon the... So it's good that you went to the farmhouse first, or if that room would have been tough, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, so you, you abandon that room and you head to the south, um, you know, past the, the the pile of corpses that you left. Uh, and you get into this kind of skinnier corridor, which kind of, it starts off to the south and it kind of like wraps around a little bit. So you're heading to the west um, and opens up into a kind of a, a pill-shaped room. Um, you're coming in on the, on the eastern wall you can see that about halfway down the, the, the room the, on the northern wall, there's a passageway. Uh, and you can see that to the west is like a wider passageway. Uh, the entire room is only about 40 feet long, so you can kind of see all of it as you come in. So again, you're coming in from the east. You can continue, uh, you could continue west if you go through the room or to the north. Um, the only other thing that you really notice in here that seems possibly interesting is you can see there's a lot of gemstones in here, like in the other place, except instead of being just scattered everywhere, like in the other room, there's almost like a, a distinctive path of them going straight through the room, starting right, right, right around where you're standing uh, and goes straight to the west, all the way straight across the room, as opposed to just being random. Elizabeth is going to check the ceiling just to make sure there's none of that slime on it. Yeah, ready to drop on us. Yeah, yeah, good idea. Yeah, you shine the the torch up. The ceiling in here is not particularly tall; it's about maybe fifteen feet up, so you can see it pretty clearly. Um, you notice that it is uh, even more damp than you you've seen, um, and probably just taking the time to kind of feel it out. You get it's pretty humid in here. Probably the most humid room you've been in so far, um, but there is no no creature of note on the ceiling. No creature of note on the ceiling. All right. Um, <laughs> no creature of note. <laughs> no. Um, well, should we just continue, or do you want to turn back north, thick north? Uh, let's just continue. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Continue west. Okay, sure. So you 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 make your way across the room, following this kind of. Uh, path we'll call it for lack of a better word of, of these gemstones that go across the room it kind of reaches the other side and again it, it opens up into a bit of a wider corridor not wider than the room but wider than the corridor you came from 
uh, which you travel down another like 30, 40 feet. Uh, and then that opens up into a room. This room is, you're coming in in the southeast corner of it, if you will. It's another pill-shaped room, but it's kind of long north-south versus east-west. Um, and it is incredibly humid in here. Uh, and you can feel just the ever so slightly uh, like a like a breeze kind of going coming from the room. And as you kind of shine your torch into it, you can see on the northern part of the room, there's a huge uh, pit, basically. There's a huge hole in the ground. Pit. Well, well, we have to look in there. Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah. Uh, here, let me light up a new torch and we can drop the old one down there to see how far it goes. Yep, that's, that's yeah, good, good idea. Yeah, your old torch is about halfway through. So you kind of come down, smart idea, you light it up, uh, approach the pit, and you you drop the torch, and it doesn't go more than about five feet before it disappears into darkness. You don't need a sword to tell you there's something magical about the darkness in this pit. Right. Okay. And you do, because of course you're high-level adventurers and you're listening. You do eventually hear it hit the ground. You would guess that it's probably at least 100, maybe 150 feet down. Hmm. I, I don't know if I want to climb 100 feet down into magical darkness. And it's very, very, very humid. Like, I mean, your face is like covered in like uh, moisture just from like looking down there. Yes, well. Yeah, so let me, for us, we should go back and take a different route. How 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 far across is the pit? Uh, the pit is fifteen feet across by ten feet. It's kind of like an oval. Okay. And is there? Can we see like a passage beyond the pit? No, I mean, you could take some time to look around the room. You can actually walk around it. There's about a five foot area around the pit, uh, you know, beyond the main part of the room. And you walk around there, checking the wall, make sure there's nothing, uh, uh, you know, no other passageway that you can't see or some turn that was kind of hidden. And no, it looks like this is, that's it, you know. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, then let's go back and see what, see what other mysteries this place holds. Okay. I wipe at the stuff on my face. It is just moisture, right? It's not slimy yep. at all? Okay. No, no. It feels like a, a water. In fact, when you kind of wipe it, you you know, because people will do this because people are gross. That's what people naturally do. They go and they like, taste it. It almost feels, tastes a little salty. Like oh. almost like salt water. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. All right. I mean, if it tasted like, you know, biscuits or something, it might be, might be really warm. But salt is, you know, fairly normal. <laughs> All right, so you head back. I mean, you've just been dealing with slime people having salty water. So, uh, yeah, you, uh, you head back to the east into that pill-shaped room, and there is one passageway you haven't explored to the north. It's, it's, a, it's again, another one that's like five foot-ish wide passageways, kind of small. Um, you know, they're like six, six and a half feet tall, depending on where you are. So it's not like, depending on how tall your character is. You probably don't have to slouch too much, but you can get through it just like the other passageways. Um, and you follow that up. You can see that um, after about, 
60 feet or so, it opens up into a room. Um, and as you kind of approach the room, you can see that there are a ton of stalactites uh, and they're really big. They're actually at the point where they're, you know, they're growing from the ceiling. You kind of come and you shine your torch up. You can see they're growing from the ceiling. It's about 15 feet up. Many of them like almost touch the ground. And probably the most unusual thing about this room is it's kind of, it's not near the entrance. It's a little bit further up. You actually see a person laying there and there is a stalactite that has uh, penetrated them through their, their uh, abdomen. And they're, they're um, kind of squirming and, and like, 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 like they're in pain. Um, oh. So of course they pay no attention to you. Now be, beyond, uh, just so we have all this thing. So this room is like another pill-shaped room. It's slightly canted though. So it kind of runs from the, the uh, southeast, southeast to the Northwest. So it's kind of at an angle. You're coming in directly from the South. There's a passageway to the Northwest and there's a passageway to the East that, that come off this room. Besides the slag kites and the the guy that's got the slag tight through his stomach, which is probably more interesting than the passageways, but I just wanted to give you a full layout. <laughs> yeah. Um, the guy with the stalactite, is it like the stalactite fell onto him? You look up on the ceiling, no, it looks fully connected. It, it You know, as uncanny as that would be, it almost is like the stalactite formed here while he was laying there. Oh. Yeah, we gotta go talk to that guy. Mm, yeah, let's just be careful first. Uh, I mean, I'm always careful. <laughs> uh, Elizabeth wants to like reach out with her pike and poke at one of these stalactites. Nice, yeah. You poke at it, and uh, it it feels um, like parts of it crumble off. You know, it's like it's very, uh, very fragile. Uh, and you would probably, again, your experience of adventures you've been around, you probably recognize that these are some kind of salt. Huh. Looks like they're made of salt. Salt. That's what the, this stuff on my face tasted like. Salt. Hmm. Salt water, anyway. Well... It's in, it's interesting, I guess. All right, let's uh, let's go see if this guy is still alive. Okay, yeah, I think we should definitely do that. Should hmm, salt? That's hmm. He's thinking as he walks up to that guy. Yeah, so you you approach the guy. He looks like he definitely seems to be alive. He's squirming. He's in pain. He's he's completely nude. Um, his body uh, is strangely uh like physically fit like he doesn't look like desiccated or like bloated or any kind of weird distortion to the body mutations like we've seen before um however uh his mouth is sewn shut uh and his eyes have been cut out oh yeah uh he definitely can hear you though because as you kind of walk up you're crunching because of the salt on the ground uh and he stops and he, he's Oh, well, now I feel really bad for this guy. Um, I'll say, hold, hold still, and 
Oh god, I'm gonna take my dagger and, and cut his mouth open. Like, cut the threads. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Nice. Okay, yeah. You take your dagger and you cut the threads. They were they were holding uh, you know, his mouth that was sewn shut. And he kind Sorry. of like uh, you know, you know, he you know, he he his lips are of course are you know, I mean this room is like very salty, right? So even though he's not desiccated, but because they're all like stuck together, we can see him trying to pull yeah. them apart. Uh -huh. he, he does, and you can see the skin rip off and his lips are bleeding, <laughs> blood kind of pouring back into his mouth. And he says, uh, it is not a god. It must die. It must die. What? What is not a god? Slug. The slug is no god. It is a devil, a demon, a monster from the deep. He's still choking on his blood. Oh. Uh, how did you? What should I? Well, how did you? Can I help you? Can I get you off out of this thing? Kill the slug god. Well, fake slug god. <laughs> it's called right? Slug yeah. God. No. Yeah. Um. Well, yes, I can do that. Yes. But. I don't know if I am moved. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I look at Elizabeth. Uh, yeah, Elizabeth just shakes her head. All right, we'll kill the slug god. Where is he? Is he in the pit? He came from the pit. came from the pit. So he's not there anymore. No. He is being worshipped as a god. And that is what gives it strength. Down here in this cavern or in this complex. Yes. To the north of here. Okay. You can sense it's evil, can't you? Yes. I sense some uh, evil, yes. It's, it's, it's very salty in here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, he's going to give him some water. water. Yes. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> Although I don't I think get all the information before you give the poor guy water. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so we can't move yes. you. You'll die if I don't move you. No, do not move, move me. It feels through the salt. Oh. It will know if I'm gone. Anything with the salt upon it will be felt. I see. Well, I won't move you then, but maybe if we defeat this thing, we can we can help you after. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> Does it? Uh, so it it secretes the slime. 
the slime is how it breeds. Oh, ew. Okay. All right. So it breeds through the slime or through the, ge the, the gems that it makes? The slime that slime. turns the slime turns the, the subjects into slug people. Ah, okay. The gems are just created in the process. Okay. Well, hold on. I look at Elizabeth and say, we have to get to this thing and kill it. I agree. I, I, let's let us go and kill this slug demon. Yeah. And I'll say, try to hold on, you know, so we can come back and free you. I've been here a long time. I'm not going anywhere. I'll give him some more water, and then I think we should get, get to the slug thing. Okay, and he drinks more. So, right, so you basically have two passages. One is uh, going off to the east and the other to the west. One's kind of in the center of the room, and one's kind of on the top of the room. So you got east-west. Okay, but I look a little bit and say we have to go north. Yeah, I mean, you could, if you were to kind of look with the torch, like just down each way a little bit, you can see that the, the passageway to the east goes a bit to the east, then turns to the north, and the passageway to the west goes a little bit further to the west and then turns to the north. Okay. Uh, let's... So they both go north, basically. <laughs> right. Let's go to the east. You know, I was just going to give it to you. Come on. Oh, you're going to go to the east? Yep. Okay. Yeah, so you start to move to the east, and you notice that um, you know, it comes up, and it turns, and as soon as you turn the corner, you look up, you can actually see sitting in the, in the center of a very large, well, very large, 60-foot, almost perfectly round room is kind of flopped out in the middle, is a 30-foot long 15 foot wide slug. It's kind of flat on the ground as slugs are with its antennas like this. Um, and as soon as you uh, kind of step around that corner and the light sheds into the room, the slug, and you hear like the slime, like off the ground as it lifts itself up. And uh, I got a picture. Ooh. <laughs> I like this picture, so we have to use it. I don't know how to share the screen anymore. More maybe? No. <laughs> I don't see the button. It's been so long. Reactions. Oh shit. It's literally a big green button that says share screen. <laughs> Boom. That's it. You see it? Nice. Yeah. So it lifts up and it's got these three mouths. Um, and it speaks like uh, each word, like one comes out of each of the mouths. And it's nice. like uh Join me in 
peace. I think um, I'd rather. You're good. Yes, I was just going to tell myself. I think I'd rather make you into pieces. Oh, Elizabeth says. No. <laughs> Elizabeth says. Beverly with a line sends her regards, and now I will kill you. <laughs> nice. Right. Make sure she gets her. <laughs> She's got to get her next level. Oh, yeah. That's right. She's got to get her next level. Inspiration point there. All right. There you go. So there you go. See you. Uh, all right. So it's like uh, 40-ish feet away from you. So if you were to charge it, you could get to it this round. Um, I'm assuming you're going to try to fight this thing. Oh, yeah. Um, so let's roll crystal roll initiative D6 to see who moves first. Six. Four. Ooh, okay. It's going to go, it, it can move first. So it's, it's actually going to uh, move back away from you. It, it like goes um, up. It is basically a tunnel to the north. It starts to go in that direction. Um, so you could charge up to it, but you won't quite get to it. Uh, yeah, I'm going to charge up to it. Okay. I, I have my pike. Is it, can I can I reach it with my pike at all? Or or you know what? I'm gonna leap at it with my boots of leaping. Hell yes. <laughs> okay, yeah, you definitely can do that. Oh, okay, okay, there you go. So you leap at it. That's epic. You're gonna charge at it. Uh, I'm assuming uh Nikki, unless you have another plan. Uh no, I'm gonna charge at it with my sword. Okay. Damn it. Okay. You're too good for me. <laughs> I wanted to do a, a missile weapon and I can't do it now because I can't shoot missile while you're in range. So, all right. Awesome. So, I guess we're going to go into fantasy combat. But a bomb because that was really its move. It's only fantasy move. Let's see. Let's see. Here we go. Slug Demon versus Hero and Superhero. Let me get my page out here. So we'll do you one at a time. So you are a hero plus one, right, Crystal? Uh, yeah. All right. So this thing is basically an elemental. So you need a 10 to hit it. So whatever, 2d6 plus one, you need a 10 or better. Okay. Um, Nikki, you need an eight or better. Okay. Oh, and you have a magic sword. Holy crap. I do. <laughs> plus two right. magic sword. Yeah, that's going to make it easy for you. All right, well, you're going to have a much better chance of hitting this thing, but I didn't, you never know. But I'm but a man, man minus one. Does that affect fantasy? You're, you're, you're superhero minus one, right? So yep. you have to, right, so you need an eight, but then you, you're plus two with the sword, but minus one because you're superhero minus one. So you're basically plus one. Okay, got it. So you roll 2d6 plus one, trying to get an eight or better. Chris is going to roll 2d6 plus one, trying to get a 10 or better. The slug is... I guess I should probably make a note of this for myself here. The slug is an elemental, so it is going to need only a four against the hero and a seven against the superhero. Mm. Make a note of that for myself. So it's Crystal's character. Seven, his character, a four. So yes, unfortunately it better chance of hitting you, but there's two of you, so that's always good. So, before Crystal, make an attack with your pike. Uh, and I think you'll get a plus one because you're using the leaping. So you could have an extra plus one this, this uh, round, so plus two. Nice. Because okay. that was pretty fucking epic. 
Yeah, she uh, she leaps forward and slams this thing uh, as hard as she can uh, right into its gullet as she rolls 12. Nice. <laughs> uh, hold on. Uh, 12 total, right? 12 total, yes, yes. Okay, right. Because if, uh, if it was natural throw, it would be double damage. Awesome. All right, Nikki. You see your... Oh, right, you can't. Well, it's fantasy combat now, so you can just charge. You can just go at the end, we'll say. So the slug is going to try to swing at... Uh, it swings its... Uh, its body, it tries to knock the, the hero back or throw you off because you're, you're jammed into it. It tries to like flip you against the ceiling. And it rolled a three, so it does not. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. Film, but you're able to pull out and roll back to avoid it. Um, and going into the next round, uh, we'll just keep this order. It's fun. It's, it's all simultaneous, so it doesn't actually matter. But uh, Go ahead, Crystal. Oh, can I go or no? Well, I'll just have you. Okay, yes. <laughs> It's a new round, though. So oh. you, you need an extra round to get there because. Uh, oh, well, then, yeah. Well, then Crystal can go. Yeah. I, no, no, I it's fine. Can, no, 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 it's all right. We'll, we will let you go. I, I know you're feeling left out because of the way that <laughs> no, awesome <what>? attack. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. All right. Yeah, let's keep it that order. Go ahead, uh, uh, Nikki. Yeah, I go uh, running up there and trip and uh, fall <laughs> and strip on the slime. As I rolled a three. Nice. That's you have trying to run ahead of the person with the pike. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, Elizabeth spins her pike through the air and slices it again as she rolls a, she rolls nine, but with her plus one, that'll be a ten. Ten. Okay, so that is act. That's what you needed, right? Yes, that's exactly what I'm. All right, so that's a uh, a clash. So what that means is if it hits you then neither one of you will hit. But if it misses, then you take a, it'll take a point of damage. Okay, it, it would have hit you, and it doesn't. So neither one of you take damage that round. You, so it, it comes at you, and you and it backs up. So you, because uh, you got to beat the number in fantasy combat. If okay. you equal to, then it's a clash, and then it depends on what happens. So yeah, so th that was like a, a standoff that round. Uh, <laughs> Patrick is, is making his way up there. <laughs> but yep. uh, nobody saw that, hopefully. But uh, right now, Elizabeth is uh, standing her ground against this giant slug beast with the three mouths. And it's like, there is peace in death. And it tries to spit its slime at you. But go ahead and I'll just we'll stay in order. Petra, please. Okay. That's better. Uh, that's an eight. Okay. And you needed, that's what you needed, right? So, yep. okay. So clash. Clash. Go ahead, uh, Elizabeth. Uh, she misses this time. Her spear. She. Oh. All right. Run towards it. Uh, it's kind of rearing up now. It's a little creepy because it's a. Uh, it's going to try to spit its slime at, at uh, Elizabeth, and it would hit, but because it was a clash with the sword, it basically comes forward. It's like a, it's like, like it's going to spit, and then the sword comes up, and it's kind of like pulls back, and it spits its load on the roof. And that kind of drips down on the ground grossly <laughs> as we as we spin back around to the first uh, grossly. Go ahead, please. <laughs> Basically shut a loop right. on the roof. Ew. Grossly is not a good word. <laughs> I love it. It's just uh yeah. You don't be gross, and I'm gonna hit it with oh yeah. Ten minus one is nine, so that would hit. Nine, okay, good. That's a legit hit. Go ahead, Elizabeth. Elizabeth says, I'm tired of your slimy face. And uh, 
She's going to mess. Oh, okay. It's going to go after uh, because you sliced it. And it got a seven exactly, which actually is a clash, which means that your attack doesn't actually do damage. Okay. So, yeah. So okay. you, you slice at it, but it, it kind of, you know, move, uh, sw swings. You slice through what you think is its lip, but it's actually just some extra slime that was hanging down. Ew. And then it's like, thank you. I needed that. <laughs> but through each mouth, thank you. I needed that. Like that. Okay. Back to the top. Fetch, please. Fetch, please. Okay, taking a swing again. <laughs> yes, that's a crit. Oh, okay. <laughs> that is excellent because that's two points damage and it missed because I rolled at the same time. Just so I wouldn't All forget. Right. Uh, go ahead, Elizabeth. All right. Elizabeth takes a swing with her pike. Uh, with a 10, perfect. I rolled a nice. nine and then okay. plus one, 10. Oh, excellent. Okay. So it, it would be a clash, but it didn't hit. So that's a hit. So yeah, you guys rush up on it and uh, you stab it with the pike and it kind of reels like further up in the air as you kind of lift it with your 14 strength and then uh, Patrickles shoves the blade in and crits it and uh, gives it a fat lip. Kind of like you <laughs> cut open the mouth. That's Patrick, that's Patrickles' move now as he cuts people's lips off. So yes. uh, yeah, it, 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 it staggers back um, and it says, uh, I will give you one more chance to live. Join me. What do you mean, Uh Yeah, are you like, <laughs> no, I don't want to. They never, <laughs> yeah, never go for that. Uh, minus one is nine, so yeah, that hits. That's a regular hit, okay. Keep How about Elizabeth? Through his lips, yep. All right, Elizabeth. Uh, no, Elizabeth doesn't hit, just barely missed. So it also, uh, with a nine, hits Petroclis uh, because it needed a seven. So you okay. will take one hit diet damage, and so will okay. it, but it is staggering back. Uh, very, very hurt. Um, okay. Yeah, and I think actually at this point it's not, uh, can't do much else except keep going. So Petroclis. All right. One for the lips. Nine minus one is eight, which I think is a clash, right? Yeah, it also clashed. So Elizabeth, this is the final arbitrator. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I, I clashed with it as well. Ten. <laughs> wow, triple clash. I don't know what should happen there. I'm just going to say that, that that we'll just call it a clash. <laughs> we'll, we'll just do another round of combat. Because if everybody clashed, then nobody actually hit. So yeah. So right. And, and everybody. Yep. Yeah. All right. We'll just do it that way, just because that worked out that way. Okay, so last round, probably, of combat, because this thing only has one hit die left. <laughs> so, right. please. Oh, but this time, no, I slip on all the slime and miss again. Okay. Oh, it clashes with you, too. Elizabeth's going to take you to not. Uh, Elizabeth misses. Oh! All right. It hits you. Um, Fetch, please. Okay. And you take one one hit die of damage. I don't think that's so, going to be what you guys are taking this thing out. Okay. Last, well, possibly last round. Practically is. All right. It's good. It's focused on you now because. Um, that's a clash. Okay. It got a hit. So. Uh, um, 
So it's up to Elizabeth now if this thing dies. This could be the final blow, Crystal. Okay. Come on, um, Elizabeth. You always were better than me. No, sorry. I, uh... Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, they're battling it out. This thing's flopping all around. Um, all right. It's going to uh, try to spit its gooey stuff on you again. So go ahead, Fetch Cruise. Okay. Uh, 10 minus 1 is Seven 9. Clash. Is that oh, a hit? which means, yeah, it hits a regular hit. Oh, that's fine. We've got a clash. So if Elizabeth also hits, you got this thing. Okay. Okay. No, I did not. Oh, all right. Wow. The battle is raging on. Man, it's so funny. Everybody's just like smacking off each other. All right. <clears throat> Once again. All right. Oh, actually, this might actually. Okay. Go ahead. Six, it missed that time. That could be good. Yeah, I also missed. Oh, no. With the seven. Um, missed. Oh, no. <laughs> this thing's skin is just too wow. rubbery. We must yeah, attack and it actually, from the I was thinking this wasn't. I was thinking this wasn't going to matter because it was taking them four rounds to get there, but now it's been four rounds. And uh, you hear from the south uh, clamoring and into the space enter three dozen slime people that you like you fought earlier okay take <laughs> it out like, take it out <laughs> they're coming in behind you now <laughs> so uh yeah do you want to focus on this on the slug or you want to yeah i, I want to try to get the slug down yeah okay Ooh, that's a nine that'll hit oh, okay it missed that might be the end of the slug go ahead crystal uh... Yeah, I'm going to try the slug one more time as well. No. Okay. All right. So as you guys come in, tell tell me as you as you slice the slug down, uh, uh, Patrickles, and finish it. Oh yeah, I run up there, and I kind of leap up, and I cut all three of its tongues out. I <laughs> like no more oh. talking for you. I say. I cut its tongues out and just drag my sword down and sever all of its mouths. I seem to be cutting mouths open today. So that's my thing. <laughs> ah, nice. All right. It flops to the ground and, and pouring forward are these uh, these troops. So there's okay. There's three dozen of them, which is 36, right? So that's 18 on each of you. Um, they are lightfoot. And you are lightfoot as well, right, Nikki? So... I am, yes. They got, yeah, they got 18 dice. Oh, boy. But they need to get seven to kill you, so still a lot. None with the first six. Still possible. Two with the second six. So they get five of them here. No, two more. All right. Wow. Yeah, they mob you, and once again, you're you push away these the 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 the, the slime creatures back up, and then they're on uh, uh, Crystal's character. Uh, the the blah, blah blah. I moved you, so now I don't know your name again, Elizabeth. Um, and you are heavy foot, right? Yes. All right. So they got basically half as many dice on you. So they only have nine dice. They can't beat you there. Okay, so they, they come charging at you. And once again, your their nails will break off your chain mail. 
and you turn and you're basically faced with like a ton of these things are all piled up. The creature, because it backed up, is kind of blocking the exit to the north. And they're just like swarmed in the room. They're all kind of going around you and, and trying to, to get on top of you. And uh, uh, what's the plan? Let's kind of start cutting through them. Third all point. right. So let's do this. Uh, yep. Troop combat. Go ahead, Crystal. They uh, Your armored foot against light foot. So one die per uh, four to six hits. And you have one extra die because you're able to hike. Uh, all right. I I actually only stabbed through one of them. They're they're like grabbing oh. at my pike and stuff, and I can only get get through one of them. Yeah, there's so many of them. Okay, go ahead. Uh, uh, if I roll a ten, right, Matinde? Right, you are heavy foot against mm -hmm. light foot, so heavy you have like ten dice. Yep, one yeah. die per man, five or six hits. But you have two extra dice because the magic sword, and you. Uh, but remember, the high, one of your highest die will be minus one. Highest die minus one. One, two, three hits. Great. Okay. So thirteen. I'm using dice to count how many bad guys are left. Okay. Piece of paper. Okay. So. Okay. All right, so they're gonna um, both you roll d6. Okay. Two. Six. Okay. Uh, Elizabeth, you notice that two of the, the, the people kind of just, they seem to be going off and they're like, um, they're trying to like, uh, they like lay their bodies over the the, the giant slug that they're they're like rubbing it and uh, you, they seem to be freaked out in fact by it's dead, but the rest are attacking you. So <laughs> let's see. I guess uh, I mean it's simultaneous, but you guys can just go first. Uh, go ahead, uh, uh, Petrocles. Okay. Minus one. Two, three, four, five, six, six hits. Wow. Oh, you just go wow with that sword, man. Nice. Uh, you do see those two that, that are messing with the giant slug, uh, Elizabeth. Uh, if you want to target them, they're the only two you'll be able to attack because they've moved away from the rest. Or you can plow through like uh, your compadre uh, is doing. Uh, yeah, it might be a good idea to target the ones that are trying to rub the slug. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right, so so you get uh, all those dice again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, six, I, seven, right, and then four through. Yeah, four through six. Uh, I got three hits. Oh, nice. Okay, so those two they die. You kill the two that are rubbing the slug. Um, so we only kill two because that's all that's over there. Uh, all right, so they're all the active ones are going to be able to attack. So there's still remember it's simultaneously happening. So even though you killed those six, they still get to attack against you. Uh, right. So there's there's twelve of them attacking you. Two sixes with the first batch. And you're lucky that five and six doesn't hit you because you will be dead. <laughs> all right. So uh, yeah. They're on you. They're 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 not able to do anything. On Elizabeth, there's fourteen. 
means there's seven dice, which means that basically, I think everyone would have to hit in order to happen. Nope. Yep. There, you're able to fend them off with your pike as you as you kill those two that are on the slug. Um, oh my god! You notice too that two more break apart and start rubbing the slug um, <laughs> as we come into the next round. Oh. Uh, go ahead, Petrocles. You've got six on you now, um, on and me. you you probably noticed the rubbing the slug thing going on as well. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'll go, I'll just continue the six on me for now. Okay. Minus one. One, two. I kill three more of them. Okay. Nice. Yeah, this is about to be wrapped up, I guess. And to Elizabeth, you got two that are rubbing the slug. Do you want to go after them again, or do you want to go after the twelve that are loose? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go after the ones rubbing the slug never a good thing when someone's trying to rub an ancient demigod uh three more hits nice okay so they're dead okay so there's not enough of them left to actually take you out so you can narrate as you spin around and you see them all heading towards the slug to rub it let me know how how was elizabeth do to take out a you know seven more in the next round uh yeah i mean like with her calm soldier-esque way she just goes up and starts stabbing each of them through the back, through the heart, just one after the other. Just yeah, they're like, and uh, she's just like, rest in peace, rest in peace, rest in peace. <laughs> each one, rest in peace, rest in peace. All right, how about uh, Petrocles with your seven that you slay? There's <laughs> seven I slay. Yeah, no, I'm just yeah. cutting them down again, paying special attention <laughs> to the lips. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, just like conducting an orchestra. <laughs> That's right. Okay, so after again, you know, uh, at least the time that they've been in there, after another, you know, forty-five seconds or whatever of, uh, of combat, there's there's you know three dozen dead bodies, plus the giant slug, and the place seems to, all of a sudden, it starts to feel cold in here, uh, almost like the the moisture is being drawn out of you. Uh, you know, you've been wet from all the humidity, but all of a sudden, like the humidity seems to be like gone, and actually, you feel like crusts of salt on your skin and your lips and your eyes are kind of like feeling like oh um you know as you're standing in the room um yeah but you don't see any more hostile hostile creatures this one elizabeth will take some water and like splash it on her face yeah yeah you do that and, you know the, the salt kind of washes away it stings a little bit but yeah um is there anything uh, the slug's probably not doesn't have anything interesting about his body, right? Besides I mean, the fact he's a giant three slug. Giant mouths. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a giant like slug with three mouths, exactly. Um okay. well yeah, as you kind of uh explore it. Well, I mean, if you want to, I mean it's flat on the ground, you have to roll it over if you want to do that, which you can certainly do. Um yeah. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> It's a bit of effort, but you're able to flip the slug over. Uh, and you can see that the, the mouths uh, are open with the cutoff tongues inside. Yeah. Um, you actually see that all of its teeth, uh, and at first it was hard to see because they were kind of covered with like slime, so it wasn't really that noticeable, but it's kind of, you notice actually the slime it seems to be like almost disintegrated and dripping down. And all of its teeth that look to be made of gold. 
Oh. Yeah. Okay. Elizabeth and like. Well, actually, in the one mouth. And then in the then in another the mouth above it, the, so the biggest mouth is gold. The one above it, the teeth are are platinum. And the one above that, the teeth are actually diamonds. Oh. Yeah, but oh. it's a smaller mouth. That's really interesting, don't you think, Elizabeth? I think we need to um, pick up dentistry, slug <laughs> dentistry. I have an axe here. That should help us with that. Uh, yep. Oh I'm having okay. those. All right, well, there we go. So explain to me how, how you free the teeth from the slug god and uh, collect your fortune as we go into the eyes end for you uh, portion of the program. Actually, I think I would, oh, sorry, Crystal, do you wanna go? No, go ahead. I would probably, cause I have a grappling hook. So you could just wrap that around the teeth and yank, right? Like a dentist pulling out a tooth. So that's what I'm going to do is um get the teeth out with my grappling hook and yeah that's and hopefully take them back and i'll try to if that guy's still alive i'll try to get him out of the salt pillar he was stuck in and then i'll go back and i'll uh, pay for my mugs <laughs> the mugs that we that we used but yeah i've got lots of slug teeth that i'm sharing with elizabeth that i pulled out by grappling hook <laughs> yes while uh, patrick lays is uh, is surgically pulling out teeth with uh, the grappling hook. Elizabeth opens up the diamond mouth and she's just like with her axe like hack, hack and then she'll pull and she pulls one out and like puts it in her backpack and grabs another <laughs> hack, hack. <laughs> nice. And uh, yes. yeah. Fantastic. And, and, yeah, uh, so and the... she goes back with her diamond teeth to prove that she's uh She's uh, twice twice the 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 warrior that Patroclus is with the the gold teeth. So the guy the guy is is alive. Um, and okay. if you smash the pillar of salt, um, it's actually quite grotesque. Um, but he has a massive wound through his through his uh, through his gut. But uh, because of the salt, maybe, or because of magic, or because I just say so, um, it's not infected or anything. And it actually, um, he's able to, I mean, you got to, he's, he's not even bleeding. It's like kind of like cauterized almost because of the salt uh, uh, action on it. And uh, it's difficult, but you can get him out of there. I mean, you can help, he can't really walk, um, but you you were able to get him out. It turns out that he was indeed a, uh, a priest, you know, uh, and he's very, very, very old. Um, he's completely confused by the time that's passed. Um, things, things in places that he talks of, or things possibly that you thought were myth. Uh, turns out that he's been held prisoner by the slug god for thousands of years. And uh, yeah, that's where we'll end it. So the heroes have come triumphant. They walked into town with not a penny in their pocket and walked out with a pocket full of gold teeth and diamonds. <laughs> well done. All right. Pretty good. We'll stop there. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, of course, you can always send me a message if you have any questions about the ODD chainmail or any of the other things that we've been talking about. Go ahead and do so. Until then, good night or good day or whatever time it is. Anyways, goodbye.